please be gentle. It's my first time. What? Doing a double feature review. Oh my god. Whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, welcome back to episode 10. I can say that with confidence, even though I haven't checked it. Wow. It's got to be episode 10. Yeah. I just, I know it up here. Okay. In the uh, the storage banks. Uh, we're back. We're doing a double feature, like we said. We're going to be reviewing A Quiet Place 2 and Cruella. Yes, In that are. order, because that's how we saw them. We yeah. saw Quiet Place 2 on Friday, and then mm-hmm. Cruella was on Saturday. Yeah. So we're going to kind of do the process a bit like that. But before that, we'll do news. And then before that, how was your week? Oh, well, my week was all right. I uh, I started my new job this week. Nice. Which was very fun. Uh, so, yeah. About, other than that, yeah, no, nothing really happened. I was just focused on my, uh, on my new job. No Animal Crossing shenanigans? Uh, I'm still working on redoing my, my neighborhood. I finally got all the houses moved to where I want them. Uh, uh, there's so much I have to do now, though. <laughs> It's so much work. <laughs> it really is. And, like, I I do it best when I'm high because, like, my brain just focuses on the one thing. Because when I'm not high <laughs> and I'm trying to do, like, all of this work on my island, I think about all of the things, like, in real life that I should be doing, such as the dishes or laundry. <laughs> that I'm just sitting there doing Animal Crossing. So it's a slow process, guys. I'm glad you finally understand that gaming is work. Yes, it is. Gamers have been oppressed for too long, <laughs> but that's a that's a different topic entirely. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Do you have anything else, or that was that really about it. Pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I don't have too much going on this week either. Uh, didn't play anything. I've been stupid about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually gonna touch on these really quick because we watched some anime. Oh yeah, we, we did. We don't typically watch anime. Mm-hmm. I. I cannot remember the last anime we watched together. Cowboy Bebop? Uh, maybe. That was a few years ago. Yeah. But you've been actively watching a cooking anime, right? Mm-hmm. What's that called? It's called Food Wars. That's the name of it? Yes. It doesn't have a... No, it's called Food Wars. Damn. Wow. That's surprising. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you're, you've been watching that, and then this week we decided just to watch some shorter stuff, just yeah. to kind of fill some time. Uh, we started with Megalobox. Mm-hmm. Season one was on Netflix. Yep. And then we watched the first season of Beastars. Yes. Which I don't... The name, like, is so weird. Because, yeah. like, I know it's supposed to be, like, Beast Stars. Yeah. But, like, together, it's like, well, how do you... Yeah, how do you... Where do you cut it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny, though, because we had talked about, uh, maybe last week, actually, or maybe the week before, how much we love Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes. And mostly because of the voice acting of Ichi's uh, American voice mm-hmm. acting. Uh, Kaji Tang, I yeah. believe is his name. And he's the main character in Megalobox. Yep. And he is a side character in Beastars. Yeah. We didn't know this. No. We, not going into it. <laughs> yeah. Had no idea. It was also funny because in Megalobox, there's another character who pops up for a few episodes. Mm-hmm. And he's voiced by Nanba's English voice actor yep. from Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah. So that was cool. I don't it know his cool. name offhand. But just like, what are the odds right. of picking two random anime and yeah. it's, they both, both have both the have same the voice actor voice actor yeah so just to touch on them quick uh megalobox it's kind of like uh it's got like that weird steampunk post-apocalyptic type vibe to it mm-hmm. i feel like anyway and it's just kind of a boxing anime but it's boxing in the way that like it's kind of elevated yeah to where it's people wear like these weird like 
not really mech suits, but like mech attachments to make like them stronger. Yeah, to and, make them stronger and shit like that. And you kind of follow the main character, who his whole gimmick is he doesn't use that. Right. So he just gets the shit beat out of him, and then he he comes back because he's an anime protagonist. Exactly. Uh, it was okay. I, yeah. I guess I, I'm actually more curious uh, hearing about the season two of it because I think it's called Megalo Box Rebel. Okay. Is what it was called. Um, but it's it sets uh fuck, it's set seven years after the first season oh. so like our main character like he's older yeah and he's going through like um other shit that happens in season one i guess we won't spoil it just Man, in case no, but i i'm actually really curious about that yeah just to see because not i guess like some anime do like the whole time jump thing but i always think it's fun to just kind of take the same characters and age them up and they have different right. issues that maybe came from the first season yeah and then b star is um how do you, it's it's just like a, a romance anime, yeah. I guess it comes down to it. So like the whole thing, uh, it's basically Zootopia. Yeah, They're like anthropomorphic animals. It really is Zootopia. Yeah, it's essentially <laughs> Zootopia, um, with with a bit more like realism thrown into it because mm-hmm. like Zootopia is obviously very PG well, and yeah. kid friendly, but a lot of the show centers around um, the conflict between uh, carnivores and herbivores, yeah. and carnivores are like killing people in the anime. Or yeah. killing herbivores. Yeah. There's no people in this. No. They're all animals. And we kind of have, like, that set up for the world, and then we follow our main character, who's a wolf, mm-hmm. and then he starts falling in love with a rabbit girl, and then just romance stuff. Yeah. I was kind of it... more hopeful for it mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning, because, like, the first few episodes are pretty good. They're pretty yeah. good at engaging you in. And then, I don't know, it just, it kind of gets After we- that, weird. it gets really weird. Yeah, I just... I think, like, when we hit the part where our main character's, like, saying she's mine and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't like these possessive... No, it um, seemed like more of a, an anime that's targeted towards more of, like, a teenage audience, you know? Which would I, make sense, because yeah. I believe the characters are supposed to be in, like, a high school right, setting. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, it, I mean, if you're into romance animes, go for it. Or if you're a furry. Or if you're a furry. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, eh, it wasn't that great. I did like Ichi though. Oh well, yeah, Ichi. Kaji Tang, great. uh, Kaji Tang voices a giant tiger. It's beautiful. So and like he's the same yeah. personality as mm-hmm. Ichi because uh, when he voices him in Megalobox, he kind of has some of the Ichi traits, but mm-hmm. like he's more of like a, a stoic yeah sort of character. But like with his character, I think his name is just Bill. Yeah, Bill in uh, B Stars, like he's very Ichi, like the oh, way yeah. he talks and everything, mm-hmm. and for sure, it's so great. Um, I guess the only other thing I wanted to touch on was I've been wheeling and dealing. With... <laughs> worth it, worth the uh, interjection. <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't know I hit the soundboard button. Over. <laughs> um, I am the soundboard. Yeah, that's the only commentary you give. It's just that you're the soundboard. <laughs> oh my god i totally okay so yeah i've talked about it i think last week or maybe the week before kind of getting into uh reselling video games and buying them cheap and selling you know whatever and i actually found quite a few good deals this week i got i think the first thing i started my week off with was a 40 dollar Wii bundle Mm -hmm. Uh, it was it's in okay condition right now it'll it'll have to be cleaned up I think I might have to toss the straps on the Wiimote. You know how, like, those Ew. are on there? Yeah, they look a little Ew. dingy. Um, 
but it came with like four four controllers i think two off-brand ones so six in total two nunchucks the system itself which had uh i think just dance three in it mm-hmm. which was like a ten dollar game and i think that was about it i think it was yeah i think it was just the system all that stuff so it wasn't too bad for 40 bucks i right. kind of just wanted uh at this stage kind of just keeping an out an eye out for cheaper systems so yeah. i can have a tester unit right you know what i mean yeah. so kind of slowly building that up i have a 360 which i may or may not keep have the i have two wii's now which mm-hmm. we'll get to but yeah that was kind of the first of the week uh the second one i actually got lucky with uh somebody was selling a 2ds xl the turquoise blue color it was the one uh if you guys have been to like best buy or whatever it's the one with like the pre-downloaded mario kart 7 and i think yeah so it was originally listed for 100 uh i texted the the person selling it if they still had it available she said that somebody else was already coming for it i was like okay totally fine apparently i was the next in line though because she reached out to me and she's like hey they backed out did you want to come get it which i don't know why you would show interest in an item and then back out which i don't know i, I think that's kind of weird but it was originally listed for 100 but she had said that other people have offered 120 show She's like, are you okay with 120? I said, sure, that's fine, because if you guys have looked up 2DS XLs, specifically that color, I guess, I don't know about the other ones, but that one's selling for about like $200 just by itself, not even with any games or anything like that. So like 200 210 and paying 120 really isn't that bad for it. So I got that. And then the third thing I got was I got... Oh, yeah, well, I guess I'll combine the two. So uh, Becca had actually... Uh, <laughs> stolen uh, a DS from like one of her exes like this was like six uh, yeah. seven eight years, years ago. ago at this point yeah, yeah. and I, I woke up like a day or two ago and I thought about it I was like oh yeah I know where that is I'm just gonna go through it see what it is so I pulled it out it's like this little purse carrying thing <laughs> which is kind of cute um, it's a DS light and it was a white one so it's worth about like 40 50 bucks it's in kind of crappy condition because yeah. it's been sitting for literal years but the um there's like three, there were three little pockets like on the interiors and they were all stuffed with games. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I, I got to go through these bad boys. So a lot of them were just like $5, whatever, throw out games, no cases. It was just all in the, uh, the carrying case. But two that stood out was uh, Pokemon Ranger, which is, it's about like a $15 game. Nothing too crazy. I actually remember playing that one when I was younger, but the second one kind of blew my mind because she had a copy of Pokemon Platinum. <laughs> and if you guys are into buying Pokemon games at all or anything like that, uh, you know that's a $110 game. <laughs> Loose, not even like with the box or anything. So I saw that and I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did you... And it's real because it's so old at oh, this yeah. point. Like, there's no way your it's ex would have remake, had a no. reproduction of mm-hmm. that game or anything. So just to be sure, I, I looked up like YouTube videos. I tried mm-hmm. to compare. I'm like, yeah, this is real as shit so that was crazy yeah because that's the thing guys want to be clear this pokemon game was definitely not my game stole Um, that one too i definitely took that uh (laughs) so i'm glad i did i am too because fuck that guy (laughs) so for our exchange because i didn't want to just steal it from her yeah i paid for dinner last night so i paid 30 dollars for like $200 in profit. Yeah. So not too bad. Just give me Chinese food. I'll be fine. (laughs) I'm the same way though, but this worked out good for the both of us. Yeah. And then the last thing I got was 
a uh, little bit of a story to it. Somebody had listed a Wii bundle a few days ago at this point. It was like 125 came with like the the system uh in total I think it was like four controllers the the Wii Plus or not the Wii Plus the Wii balance board mm-hmm. from a uh, Wii mm-hmm. fuck why can't what's uh, that game? Wii, Wii Fitness Fit. yeah or yeah. Wii Fit yeah mm-hmm. um so it came with that and then it came with I think about like 10 to 15 games I can't mm-hmm. remember offhand but I was kind of going through and what I do typically with looking up games is I'll just kind of go down the list of what they have in the the pictures and whatever, mm-hmm. and just look them up on eBay, look at sold listings, and that'll kind of give you an idea of what they're currently going right. for. Um, I would also actually recommend a app and a website too. It's called Price Charting. If you look up any games in there, it'll actually show you as well like what they're going for. You can actually add them to your collection and kind of keep everything organized, which is what I've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. But I was going through the games, and uh, one of them that I got to eventually was Coraline. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't know Coraline had a Wii game. Yeah. So I looked it up, and that game is like 60 to $70 by itself mm-hmm. in complete condition. So I was yeah. like, holy shit. So, like I said, it was 125 mm-hmm. Coraline by itself, we'll call it 60 this also came with Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, and Super Mario Wii, mm-hmm. which four games there pay for the cost of yeah. everything. Yeah. So for me, I was like, that's a fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. And I didn't have the money because I had bought the DS already, the 2DS XL. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll have to pass on it. It'll probably sell quick, whatever. I was just keeping an eye on it, and, like, it wasn't moving. Yeah. It's like... um. Because I've been looking at stuff, obviously, yeah. saving a bunch of stuff in uh, Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. This is typically where I'm looking right now. And the majority of people, it seems like they go for, like, the cheap stuff. Yeah. They don't really take the time to, like, look at what, what an investment worth. it could yeah. be. Yeah. So that's why I couldn't believe that this was still sitting here. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, they had dropped the price to $99. And I was like, dude, that's... All right, I got to try. Mm-hmm. So... I didn't take 99. I was like, hey, would you do 75? So basically Coraline by itself yeah. and like one of the, the throwaway games would pay mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. She was totally cool with it. 75 bucks. I went there, picked it up, brought it all home. And like, that's, that's a, a major hit. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Oh yeah. I just couldn't believe, I, I'm sure Coraline is selling well just because it was probably so underproduced. That's what a lot of these yeah. games tend to, to happen to them. It's just like, they weren't made a whole lot of and then when people are trying to build their collections yeah. it's like well this game's expensive now because yeah. there were only a few thousand ever produced yeah because nobody really wanted it so yeah and for some reason Coraline's making a comeback I, i'm not really? really sure why i see it all over my tiktok really yeah i don't huh. know that might just because be because like i'm on gay tiktok though so like <laughs> maybe maybe it's just all the gays <laughs> well because i was looking through and i wanted to see how long this trend was going on and i can go back to like march and it was still selling for like yeah. 60 bucks. So, uh, crazy, crazy hit. Had really good luck around here. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. For only doing this, like, not even seriously. Weeks. This yeah. is still kind of like the side hustle thing. Yeah. Like, for doing it in such a short amount of time. And I actually input all the games that I bought already, not including the uh, the Wii stuff and the consoles themselves. Mm-hmm. I put them into price charting. I was just curious how much I would actually get, or how much everything is valued at currently. It was over eight hundred dollars. Wow! Just a few weeks of bullshitting around, Dang. doing this shit. Yeah. So, Pretty wheeling good. and dealing is going great. Bow bow I think that's about it, though. Okay. Do you want to transition into news? The news. News.
our first bit of news. I thought this one was kind of cute. I'm not really sure if it's Disney or Pixar, mm-hmm. but um, Us Again is the title of it. Uh, releases on Disney Plus on June 4th. This is a short film, and it follows a couple who rekindle their passion for life on one magical night. Uh, it's also without dialogue, and it's set to an original funk and soul music musical score. Oh, wow. That sounds really good, actually. Right? We never saw soul. Um, no. But I, I imagine this is kind of in the same vein yeah. as soul, so that kind of, I'm leaning more towards Pixar, because soul was Pixar. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So this just sounded cute, though. So I'll have to keep an eye out for that, because that's... The fourth is Friday? I think? Yes. Had to check the mental brain on that Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. (laughs) My eyes rolled back in my head. Mm, Yes. Uh, This one, no memes. I'm just going to skip over this quick. I just want to address it, because it happened. Uh, Kevin Spacey has been cast in his first role since all the shit happened about him. Wow. Uh, Fuck Kevin Spacey. I'm not saying any more on the story. If you're curious... Look it up. It's a uh, it's a foreign film, I believe, and he's uh, in it for like a little bit. I think it's yeah. just sort of a cameo thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, fuck Kevin Spacey, and that's the news on that. Yep. Next bit of news. Next bit of news is the first trailer for Chloe Zhao's Eternals came out on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, film has an official release date of November fifth, mm-hmm. so pretty soon. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the trailer? I thought it was interesting you probably don't remember it because we watched it so long ago yeah Yeah. honestly like i'm like digging for anything uh i feel like when i watched it i felt like it was cool but like it didn't really grab my attention a whole lot but again it's not really my style of movie i mean we're gonna watch it do you mean marvel movies or what do you mean yeah just like superhero movies i mean you know that they're not really my thing so i i watch them and I've enjoyed some of them, but, you know, it, it's just not a movie th- that jumps out to me that says, oh, I, I need to watch this movie, like, I, I'm so excited for it. Like, yeah, it, it looks it, it looks good, like, it looks intriguing enough, but just for me personally, it, it didn't grab me. Didn't grab me. Didn't grab the grundle? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny because, like, we haven't actually gotten a Marvel movie yet since the comeback of movies and shit. Mm-hmm. And I already have Marvel fatigue. Yeah. I'm just sick of... I mean, you don't see film Twitter and all the shit that right. goes on there. But, like, just how much we're talking about Marvel stuff and, like... Yeah. I just don't care. I'll be I real do. with you. There's a, there's one thing on here that's Marvel-related that I care about, which we'll get to towards the end. But other than that, I just, just fucking pump them out. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, my thoughts personally, though, the the only part that like really kind of grabbed my attention was the the beginning bit where it's kind of like we see civilization first starting mm. and the Eternals mm-hmm. come to Earth. I think that's probably going to be like one of the the better areas of the movie, and I also think it's going to be the shortest part of the movie, yeah, to where I it's agree. probably going to be a cute little montage that they talk over, even though that shit would probably be ten times cooler than the rest of the movie. I agree. I agree. Also, I cannot forgive how horrible the costume design is. Like, when you compare oh, yeah. that to original uh, Steve Kirby art, mm-hmm. or Jack Kirby, I'm, oh no, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, I got those confused. When you compare it to, like, original, like, Kirby art, like, it looks, like, fucking dookie. Yeah. Like, I showed you the, the comparisons, oh, yeah, yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, they have such, like, garish, is that a word? I Probably. don't know. Like, I mean, like, elegant type costumes. Oh, yeah. Garish, I think, mm-hmm. is. Um, sure. 
in the comics and stuff. But like this, they all look like it's the same copy paste, just change yeah. the color yeah, a little exactly. bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they're all just wearing their giant onesies. Yeah, their there's good actors. onesies. Yeah, there's good actors in this. Um, Brian, fuck, Brian Tyree Henry, Paperboy. I think it's Brian Tyree Henry oh. is his name. I believe. Okay. Um, weird guy from um, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Do you remember the... Uh, you saw Killing of a Sacred yeah. Deer, remember? Do you remember, like, the weirdo who had, like, the powers and he ate spaghetti? Spaghetti? Yeah. Remember he was eating spaghetti all weird? No. All right. You're an idiot. So... <laughs> let me... All right. Since she's making me do this no, shit. No, I, I'm trying to picture, but I can't. I do not remember somebody weirdly eating spaghetti in that movie. Dude, has the mental capacity. Forgive of... me. Yeah, okay. Uh, Barry Co- Cohen. You'll recognize his face, though. Oh, I was picturing him, but I don't remember him eating spaghetti weirdly in that movie. Then you didn't watch the movie. Okay. Uh, he's in it. <laughs> Uh, Rob Stark is in it. Forget his name. Uh, Kit Harrington's in it. Uh, Angelina Jolie, I guess. I don't know. People were hyping her up, but what's the last thing she's been in that I can think of, uh, Salt, which was like an action movie from like 2013. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like who in modern day gives a shit about Angelina Jolie? Honestly. So I don't know. Kind of seemed like there was like a love story elements too, like a timeless love story. I'll be honest. I don't really, we'll see. We'll okay. see. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to something cooler. Uh, this is not really news, but I wanted to throw this in there because it's cool. And mm-hmm. I want to support people who uh, make their own things. So, YouTuber I Am That Robbie, and you spell Robbie with R O B Y if you're curious on looking it up yourself. Mm-hmm. He uploaded his first ever short film to his channel titled The Traveler. We actually just watched it before recording, and it mm-hmm. was cool. It was cool. It was. It's basically a uh, a sad spaceman movie. So, kind of in mm-hmm. the, the vein of uh, First Man with Ryan Gosling, which I haven't seen. And uh, Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. I know those are kind of like the mm-hmm. same, like it's depressing Spaceman movies. Yeah. So, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless, even if it was good or bad, it's just cool seeing somebody that you follow, like, make content. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he has about like 80, yeah, I put it here, 80,000 subs on YouTube. So he's not like a massive channel or anything. Right. And I think when we looked not at the film. Yet. Not yet. I think when we looked at the film, it had like 4,000 views because... Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that doesn't tend to go viral right. just because it's people's films and whatnot. But mm. please check it out. Give yeah. him give him some support. Uh, hit him up on Twitter. Tell him that uh, HST1Pod told you about his short film. Yeah, because he knows who we are. Actually, I've tweeted at him and he's responded to me. Oh. So <gasps> get fucked, idiot. Wow. We're, we're famous. Also, I want to put this out there too. Zack Snyder himself yes. even saw the short film. Mm-hmm. And he has said, quote... The film is good. I hope you are making more. Aww. And I mean, like... Can you uh, imagine getting can, yeah, that kind of support? That's what I mean from, like... And I know uh, Robbie specifically is really a huge Zack Snyder fan. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, one of your idols, essentially? Yeah. In, like, the field that you want to dive into says, mm-hmm. hey, what you are making is good. Yeah. Like, if that's not reassurance enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that like, isn't... If that just doesn't put, like, a little faith back in humanity. Exactly. You know? Can you look at what Jet? Look what is at? she doing? I don't she's, know, she's just laying there. Jet's staring in the pumpkin, though. I don't know. Okay. Maybe there's magic pumpkin people in there. Speaking of magic pumpkin people. Really? I can actually tie this around. You can. Yeah, man. All right. Pum- I'm interested. So, bear with me. Uh huh. Pumpkins are orange. Yes. 
And Deadline reported that Timothy Chalamet has been cast as young Willy Wonka in Wonka. And orange, because the Oompa Loompas are orange. Get fucked, idiot! You didn't think I could do it. You doubted me. I did doubt you. And I brought it around. It um, wasn't very good, though. But I did it. Okay. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you get a C plus, you still pass. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Put that... Put that on my fucking tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty there. Title for the episode? I don't know. Write that down, just in case. Put that on my fucking tombstone? No, um... A C plus is... Whatever. Shut up. Anyway, uh, Timothy Chalamet is gonna be young Willy Wonka. Who wanted this? I don't know. People think Timothy... Why do we need a third Willy Wonka movie? People think Timothy Chalamet is hot, right? Is that the thing? I think it is, but to me, he looks terrifying. Yeah, he... Have you seen that jawline? Why is it so wide? For me, he looks like he'd play, like, the perfect uh, character in a movie who's, like, an artist who's, like, a serial killer. You know what I mean? Like, he has that energy Mm -hmm. to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think uh, I've ever actually seen him in a movie, though, thinking about it offhand, because I've never seen Call Me By Your Name. No. Um, even though now it, that has Willy Wonka and a cannibal in it. Because Army Hammer's in that movie. Oh, right. He's a cannibal. Yeah. You were saying? Uh, about Wonka? Oh, yeah. Why do we need a third Willy Wonka movie? Do you know what Willy Wonka is? What do you mean, do I know what no, Willy no, just, Wonka is? No, no, just answer is? the question. Do you know what the property Willy Wonka is? I don't know what kind of question that is. Do you know what the property Willy Wonka is? I know Wonka? what Willy Wonka is, yes. Yes, sir. yes. Yes. Okay. So do other people, and other people know the property, and they're like, hey, I liked Willy Wonka. I'm going to go watch the new thing because no. it has Willy Wonka in it. No. That's will... how you make money nah, in 2021 will... with I... a movie. I will rebuttal this. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was my favorite book growing up as a kid. I read that book so many times. I don't want another Willy Wonka movie, damn it. How's that a rebuttal? Because you you said that we know what Willy Wonka is, so we're going to go watch it. But, like, that's the thing. It's like, you're thinking of this logically. You have to think of it, like, from a filmmaker, or not a film, a film studio standpoint, where they're like, you know, those slack-jaw idiots who know what Wonka is? They're going to go see this. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. I know, but it's disappointing. Everything about movies is disappointing. Oh, God. I hate it You know what isn't disappointing? Mm Mm-hmm. Netflix has announced that they will be hosting, I hate this title, uh, Geeked Week. It's all one word. Geeked Week. And it starts on June 7th. Why didn't they just call it Geek Week? That would be cooler. You should work at Netflix. (laughs) It will include news and first looks from some of their major upcoming projects, including the live-action Cowboy Bebop, uh, the Sandman, which I'm not even going to get into. It's an old Vertigo property, which DC now owns. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually where Constantine. You one said of his... you weren't gonna get into. Yeah, it. but I'm just telling you because you like Constantine. It's one of Constantine's oh, first I do appearances. Like Constantine. Yeah, he's in like the original Sandman stuff, and the Cuphead show, because there's gonna be an animated Cuphead show, and also more stuff. Why? But those are the the major three that were. Why is there a headlined. Cuphead show? Um, because come on, the animation style for Cuphead's cute. You it wouldn't want to see that. But I don't need it as a show. Just what if they're just like little like eleven minute episodes, like old school cartoons? What's wrong with that? I guess maybe you didn't even play Cuphead. I did too. That's what I mean. You didn't play Cuphead. You were so bad. You could have just put the controller down, wow. and it would have been the same level. 
We need to have a, a get fucked idiot counter for this episode. Because you'd be a three now. Speaking of idiots who should not get fucked. Do you want me to try? It's not. Go ahead. Try. That's, I want to see it. No. Go, no, I, I'll, no. 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 Go ahead. I'll take go the ahead. L on this one. No. Do it. Uh, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> there he what? No. I love Pattinson. Um, he has signed a, an overall first look production deal that encompasses the whole spectrum of Warner divisions, including including Warner Brother Pictures, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers Television, and HBO Max. The deal, which represents the actor's first foray into producing, also takes into account a range of releasing platforms, among them theatrical, SVOD, which something, and then video on demand, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, and television. Uh, basically... This means that WB gets first dibs on anything he wants to do in the future. Hmm. He can produce a film for WB if he wants to, mm-hmm. and he can hire a filmmaker for his movies. So okay, pretty cool. I, I think this is the uh, the long way of saying they have a lot of hope with mm-hmm. the new Batman movie, and they want Pattinson to stay happy, and they want to yeah. keep him around for a while. Yeah. And honestly, like... With, with the type of films that he's kind of been getting into as of late, not the Batman, but like some mm. of the smaller A24 type stuff, yeah. he clearly likes creativity yeah. and freedom and mm-hmm. you don't want to tie all that up in like a, a comic book movie, you know? Right. They want to make sure that he's happy and like, yeah. hey, if there's, if if you want to hire the fucking Safety brothers mm-hmm. to direct like uh, a Batman spinoff or whatever you want to do, let's right. do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, It's pretty good. I love Good Time. They did. Yeah, I yeah, know. The staff do. Okay. You didn't say anything, so I oh. just assumed you didn't know. See, I have like this feeling like I have to explain it if I make a movie reference. Ah. Uh, because the only movie I you see. know is Balto. Balto? <laughs> Speaking of Balto, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, no, this we've is... had Balto on our Netflix list for years, and you, every time I want to watch it, you tell me no. Yeah, but aside from, like, the anime we've been watching, when's the last time we booted up Netflix? I guess that's true. Like, probably close to a year. Mm-hmm. Like, Or no, Army of the Dead. But before that, like, mm-hmm. what have we watched on it, you know? True. Um, but speaking of stupid shit, the... Hey! What? Balto? I, I was No, I was saying it randomly. Balto's uh, great. You haven't seen Balto. Fuck off. You don't know that. I do. You've told me. Oh, okay. Then you're right. <laughs> So, let me get to the news. <laughs> the CW's live-action Powerpuff Girls show... No! Let me do this. No! ...is set to be reworked and will film a new pilot sometime later reworked. this year. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it will film a new pilot sometime later this year. Uh, the day after this news broke, the entire script of the pilot leaked, and it was posted online. When I first saw this, I thought it was maybe people were just memeing, whatever. You know, you wanted the news and then you coincide with the fake script, you know, mm-hmm. just to kind of get some, some likes and follows. Nice. However, the original thread that went viral on Twitter for leaking the script has been copyright struck, which basically confirms that it was real. Yeah. And the CW CEO, um, I feel bad for this guy. Uh, Mark Pedowitz, I'm not kidding, <laughs> it's Pedo at W-I-T-Z, Mark Pedowitz explains why they are redoing the Powerpuff Girls pilot. Quote, the reason we do pilots is sometimes things miss. This was just a miss. We believe in the, the cast, I can't even get through this without laughing. We believe in the cast, we believe in uh, 
I'm assuming two people who work on it, Diablo and Heather. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, the pilot didn't work. Now. Yeah, no shit it didn't work. It's the Powerpuff Girls. They're not supposed to be horny all the time. I'm sure the bulk of you have seen the leaks from the script. And I actually downloaded the whole script. Um, this is just an idea I want to throw out here. Oh, hell yeah. I, I want to do this. Okay, I thought it might be fun. Maybe when we don't have anything going on uh, in a few months. Maybe like during Christmas or Halloween, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, we get either drunk or high and we record us reading the Powerpuff Girls yeah. script. So, I don't know. I think it could let be fun. Let us know if you want to see that. Yeah, if you want to listen to that, let us know. It's probably going to be like its own solo episode yeah, yeah it's yeah. not going to be wouldn't tied do in it with the rest of it we just do it for fun because like i even thought about doing it this week but i'm like it's a 70 page script yeah. like this is like no, actually we need time to do it for sure yeah but if i may interject i guess oh thanks uh i'm really upset about this i think when we talked about the the cartoon network god tier stuff i told you how much i liked i can't even talk how much i liked powerpuff girls and this news is shattering to me. I hate this. I want nothing to do with it. I will read the script for fun. Um, but this is a shit show. And I'm upset about it. Okay, I'll get off my end, soapbox End now. take? End, end scene. End scene. So yeah, I actually have a few... Uh screenshots and it's probably the bigger stuff that went viral when people were retweeting the, retweeting the thread mm-hmm. I'm just going to go through them now I'm going to say the character's name and then their line and the next character and their line so just so that's clear uh, I'll start with the the short one uh, Buttercup Bloss wake up or we'll leak your nudes everywhere off Bubbles's confusion that worked on you once so <laughs> it's funny so revenge porning your sister is that what i mean that's kind of fucked up i don't Mm -hmm. see how that's really a a joke wake up or i'm gonna leak your nudes can you imagine how is that like do we laugh do we what do we it's all right next one and these are all going to be they're not connected in any way so bubbles blossom's fine i saw on her insta that she has a boyfriend i saw on her linkedin that she got promoted and I saw on Facebook that she still talks to Grandpa despite their political differences. Buttercup. Coming back here is probably, in quotes, triggering for her. Bubbles. Why? Because she's the one who killed Mojo? I mean, moveon.org. My toes are, like, curling. <laughs> okay. I'm so uncomfortable. So, the first time that Kenny read this to me was like the day that it happened right like i came home from work and he was like i have to tell you this i was high as shit i couldn't i couldn't hold it in and (laughs) i was like uh okay sure so he goes on telling you he reads me that part guys i got so pissed off at the dot org i don't know if anybody else is as heated about the dot org thing as i am but what the fuck is dot org nobody has ever said dot org that's not what the kids say? People you <laughs> like people used to say, ooh, the bomb.com in like 2003, sure. But nobody ever said dot org. What the fuck is dot org supposed move on dot org? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? We got one more for you guys, and you haven't heard this one yet. Oh so. god. Great. Awesome. Awesome.org. Awesome.org. 
That might be the episode. The episode awesome.org. Awesome.org. Bubbles. Look, we loved being Powerpuff Girls, but sometimes we wanted to be other things too. Like in Dirty Dancing, Baby wanted to join the Peace Corps, but she also wanted to be a fancy slut, and her dad didn't get it. I don't know who this character is, but uh, Drake, and in parentheses, emotional. Jerry Orbach was doing his best to understand. Assuming Drake is a character, so... Just out of context, that looks ridiculous. So... Nope, not done. Uh -huh. <laughs> Interior. Powerpuff Girls home. Hallway slash Buttercup's room. Day. Blossom heads upstairs where the bumping sound continues from Buttercup's room, then abruptly stops. Blossom opens the door and finds Buttercup in bed with Macy, the woman she eyed at the bar the night before. They've just, in quotes, finished. Blossom. Oh God, I'm sorry. Buttercup. It's fine. In parentheses. To Macy. We're done, right? Macy. I'd say six times is enough. They've just finished. Don't do that. Large sigh. I... Didn't you say, too, that they made a Harambe reference at one point? There is a Harambe reference in the script. Who the fuck wrote this script? I could do better. I am pro-Harambe, but making a... A I don't Harambe know. joke in 2021? I believe the specific uh, quote was like, in a post-Harambe world. Also, a Dirty Dancing reference in 2021? Yeah, the kids like Dirty Dancing, right? What? What the hell? <laughs> so, like we said, I have the whole script for this. If you guys are curious on listening to it, you know, whatever you say, we'll probably end up doing it at some point. Just because yeah. it might be fun. So, who knows? Maybe we'll have a, we'll call it like its own spin-off episode. Yeah. Maybe it won't even come out on Sundays, like just randomly in the week whenever mm -hmm. we feel like doing it. Might be fun to, to cut yeah. loose a little bit. Next bit of news. Thank God no we're fun, moving on. No fun transition, sorry. Mm -hmm. This one's cool. Transition.org. <laughs> Transition.org. <laughs> I'm not even going to... Nah, me neither. Nope. I, I, I said it before I thought about it. As so. soon as you said it, holy fuck. <laughs> it, just, I, it just came out and I didn't really think about it. Sorry, guys. Next bit of news. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, great actor. I know who he is. Hey, cool. You, She finally got one. She finally got one, guys. <laughs> Holy shit. Joseph Gordon-Levitt has been cast as ex-Uber CEO Travis Kalanick in Super Pumped, The Battle for Uber. The series explores the roller coaster ride of Uber including internal and external battles that ripple with unpredictable consequences. Showtime is refashioning Super Pumped as an anthology franchise, uh, in parentheses, versus a one-off limited series. I'd never heard of Super Pumped, so mm. I'm just... Whatever. Uh, with each season exploring a story that rocked the business world to its core and changed culture. I okay. think that sounds cool. That does sound pretty interesting. Uh, it, the anthology series thing got me more... Um, than just the uber thing i mean it, it it's interesting to see like the backstories of like these really big companies and everything sure. but after watching the the facebook one which it, one was do you mean the movie the social network yeah i love yeah. the social network it was like it was good but like i just don't know if i would want to watch like 
a ton more movies like that, you know? Mm. But, like, with it being an anthology series, I think it might be a little bit better to handle. Well, it's a series, though, too, so it's yeah. not like, you know, we don't know if it's released, like, an episode weekly. Right. You know what I mean? Or if it's all dumped at once. Right. And I imagine if each season will explore, like, a story, it's not going to be that long. Well, right, Maybe yeah. Maybe four to six what, episodes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, I think it'll be more interesting to see it like broken up into parts like that yeah honestly like i kind of like anthology series me too like if i have to compare i mean obviously some stories need to be told in the full like breaking bad like Mm -hmm. it needs to be told in the full format but sometimes stuff just works better as like like true detective like you take an idea Mm -hmm. and then you just create new worlds in that right uh like preset area speaking of breaking bad unintentional wow. but uh jesse plemons has been cast alongside elizabeth olsen in love and death for hbo max we commented on this like a week or two ago mm-hmm. this is the limited series about candy montgomery and betty gore the one where oh yeah 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 kills yeah. her best friend with an axe mm-hmm. in case you guys don't remember jesse plemons is todd mm-hmm. from breaking bad fat todd also fat todd if you've watched <laughs> al camino i remember the memes when uh that came out poor guy i think it was um I think he was filming or going to film mm-hmm. Fargo at the time. Yeah. And his character was supposed to be bigger. Bigger. So, yeah. like, when he was filming for this, everyone was like, what the fuck? Who ate Todd? Yeah. <laughs> Where, who's wearing Todd's skin? Todd ate Todd. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah, ups. this is a poor guy got turned into a meme. Big ups, fat Todd. Uh, speaking of memes, J.J. Abrams. Uh, I don't know. After Rise of Skywalker. Okay. okay you're you're fair, in meme status fair, right now. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> J.J. Uh, Abrams confirms that a Portal movie is still in the works at Warner Bros. His actual quote, We actually do have a script that's being written for the Portal movie now at Warner Bros. We're really excited about the take and the pitch, so it feels so it feels like that thing's finally on the rails. I know you are not familiar with Portal. I love Portal. It's a, um, I guess, a puzzle game, technically. Yeah, it would be a puzzle game. Oh, what you it's do is based you... on the game? You've yeah. told me about the game before. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you have the... And you thought, like, I might even like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you absolutely would. Uh, but yeah, like you have your, your two portals. It's your, mm-hmm. your orange and blue. You mm-hmm. have to put them in locations to solve puzzles. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So they're going to make a movie out of that? I guess so, yeah. I think it could... I mean, like, if you just like... And this is my surface level, because I never played Portal 2. Uh, that one actually has co-op. Oh. So that would be nice. fun eventually. Yeah. Uh, I think Portal is typically a Microsoft property, though. So Ooh. I think it's only on the Xbox platforms and PC. Okay. Um, but, like, just, like, the overall world. Because, like, the first one, like, you're just, like, a random girl who has to do all these, like, uh, puzzles mm-hmm. for, like, GLaDOS, who's, like, this overlord AI robot thing. Oh, so, I mean, okay. with that, like, you can set up how did this world get like right. this. And, you yeah. know, without, like, without true. destroying too much of, like, the actual, right. you know, who knows right. type of it. But... Ooh. I'm on board for Could this. Be interesting, yeah. And I mean, we need a W for video game movies. True, very true. We haven't seen uh, Tomb Raider, although I'm not sure that's really that up there all that much. Yeah. Haven't seen Monster Hunter and Uncharted. Looks like a, a pile of dookie. So. Video game movies usually are. Yeah. Even the one I know people said like Detective Pikachu was pretty good. I thought it was fine. I guess I wasn't. We didn't really... watch it. We watched Detective Pikachu. No, we didn't. On HBO Max, we did. Remember, Pikachu no. ended up being uh, his dad. Spoilers. We watched Detective Pikachu. I do not remember watching this movie. We did not. Really? No, we did. I, we did not watch it together. Yes, we did. No. Do you remember Mewtwo? Mewtwo was in it? No. Oh, my God. 
You're lying. Okay. I'm not lying. We watched this together. I don't remember watching You have a disability. This. Speaking of disability. <laughs> <laughs> no, no cue transition for this. Um, the first trailer for Gunpowder Milkshake came out. Oh, right. Uh, it's starring Karen Gillan, uh, Lena, or Lena Hetty, uh, Carla Gugino, uh, Michelle Yeoh, and Angela Bassett. I don't know why I put all those names, but uh, the film releases on Netflix on July 14th. We just watched the trailer. Uh, it's just like nobody. It's just like John Wick. Yeah, it's but it's Karen Gillan. Women. Two two good things. Karen Gillan is cute, mm-hmm. and I liked her jacket. Yeah, that was about it, though. I, I it also literally thought... just looked like John Wick, but with women, which kind of bothers me. So, how come? Well, just because like I I hate the idea that like don't get me wrong, love women empowerment all for it i'm right there however i cannot stand when these like movie franchises just make like another movie but with women so then they're like we put women in it you're gonna like it right like that it just feels kind of backhanded like why not why not make i don't know there are so many other things that you could do to show women empowerment other than just wow look these women are killing people that's cool right like that doesn't do anything for me that doesn't that doesn't go with women empowerment at all so for sure speaking of women empowerment whoa got it the first trailer for edgar wright's last night in soho came out the film releases on october 22nd what did you think of the trailer I have to remember, because we saw this in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was before Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I remember, I think I told you, I the beginning of the trailer, I was, like, really, really into it. And then towards the end, like, it kind of lost my interest more. Um, but as we're sitting here right now, I can't really recall why. <laughs> well, I just know, like, the ending, it kind of seemed more... Um... It was sort of leaning more towards, like, there was a killer or something. Like, somebody had a knife. Yeah. And I remember, like, a hand came out and grabbed her. Uh-huh. Um, if you're done talking about this, though, I can take the baton. I just, you. I honestly, like, I remember feeling that way, but I really, I can't remember why. Gotcha. So, I'm useless. You said it. <laughs> this movie looks incredible. I, I don't know if it's because we were in a theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had fucking goosebumps watching mm-hmm. this trailer. I don't know why. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is great. Uh, I forget the name of the other girl. She, oh, fuck. Thomason, Thomason McKenzie, I think. I'm going to gamble on that. Thomason McKenzie. Okay. She was also in Jojo Rabbit. Mm. She is also in another trailer we're going to be talking about in a little bit for uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I'm glad she's getting some work because Jojo Rabbit was the first movie I saw her in. And mm-hmm. she was fantastic. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't her and uh, Jojo together, like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same movie. No. Like, they played off each other so yeah. well. But yeah, this trailer looked incredible. I love how, like, it's so, con- it's not confusing, but it's just like, what is going on type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the, the whole gist of the trailer is we're following uh, Thomason's character and she'll, it seems like she goes to sleep and when she wakes up, she's in like old school, what does Soho stand for? I South, hmm, not sure. I, I don't know either. Yeah. But it seems like she's kind of transported back in time. Mm-hmm. And 
it's like she's her, but when she looks in a mirror, she's Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, she's a different And, like, person. once she kind of comes back to the modern day, like, she starts, like, like she dyed her hair blonde mm-hmm. to match Anya Taylor-Joy, and mm-hmm. she starts putting on more makeup to match her. So it's really interesting. It's, yeah. like, like, what is actually going on? Mm-hmm. Is it, like, a weird ancestor-type thing? Right. Or is it, like, some, like, current day? Like, yeah. they're both... I don't know. But I am super on board for this. Mm-hmm. And it's so different for Edgar Wright. With him doing, you know, I mean, he's known for Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Oh, right, right, right. The yeah. World's End. Mm-hmm. He should have done Ant-Man. Maybe that movie wouldn't have been a pile of shit without it. Ugh. Even though I, I was just talking to a buddy about this. Shout out, Tyler. <laughs> and uh, apparently Marvel kept a lot of Edgar Wright's ideas for Ant-Man. Oh, yeah? Like, they kept him into the original movie and they just mm. needed somebody to wow. you know, be there. What a slap in the face. What a slap. Well, I think he left because of creative differences. Mm-hmm. Probably because, hey, I'm Edgar Wright and I like to do like different stuff. And Marvel's yeah. like, no, no, you have to fit in this 4x4 four four box. Exactly. So we can tie it to every other property. Yep. Um, I don't really have a fun transition for this because this is just kind of sad. Um, <laughs> you're not going to be laughing. Wow. Uh, Samuel E. Wright. The voice behind Sebastian from the original Little Mermaid has passed away at the age of 74. Aww. Yeah. It was sad. I just wanted to put that in there just because I grew up with Little Mermaid. I'm sure you did. I'm sure a lot of, you know, people around our age, mid-20s. Under the sea. Under the sea. Keep going. No, you're good. We'll leave this all in. No, it's okay. Okay. I already (laughs) took it out. Um, Speaking of taking... I guess. Cause Taking. Well, cause... Like that movie, Taken. Yeah, yeah. With the guy. Yeah, the guy. Oh, that hold says, on, hold on. Where's my son? No. <laughs> you stole my son. <laughs> it starts with an N. What are you talking about? <laughs> the guy. The guy. On the phone. The guy on the phone. Yeah, he says, where's my son? He says, where's my son? Isn't that from the movie Taken? So you're combining two different movies. <laughs> I, I think, am. I think you're thinking of, I forget if it's, um, <laughs> it's a Mel Gibson movie, but he yells on the phone, give me back my son. But in Taken, his daughter's missing and oh. he says, I will find you and I will kill you. Ah, right that one. And that's Liam Neeson. Yeah. I told you to start with an N. His last Neeson. name. Neeson. It's like Nissan. It's fascinating to see how your brain works. <laughs> it's like, it's like fucking like spaghetti. Just, it's like. I'm trying though. Where will that's this noodle the... lead? But that's the thing. I'm not even doing this on purpose. I was really trying. I knew. I knew what I was talking about. Almost. Moving on. How did the, what was the news that got us started on this again? Well, you said taking out, and I said, said, I said, speaking of taking, and then that's when you went all spaghetti brain. Oh. Can I say the the news? Yeah. Cool. Speaking of spaghetti, uh, (laughs) Amazon has purchased MGM for $8.45 billion dollars. MGM is very well known, and some of their properties include uh, the James Bond franchise, mm-hmm. the Rocky franchise, Poltergeist, RoboCop, Silence of the Lambs, Fargo, and Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. So, this is huge. I mean, just um, 
I'm sure Amazon did it with kind of not so much caring about the back catalog, but what yeah. they can do with it now. Oh, yeah. I mean, No Time to Die is coming out, mm-hmm. but, like, after that, like, they probably have a lot of plans oh, for yeah. James Bond. The Creed movies are still coming along. Mm-hmm. I think Creed 3, which is coming out, is actually directed by Michael B. Jordan. Oh, okay. I believe. I'm not sure. I didn't see Creed 2. Mm-hmm. But this is cool. I mean, this... I mean, ugh. I guess at the same time, it could kind of set up the possibility if they want to make remakes of everything, which yeah. could be iffy like silence of the lambs i'm not sure or we don't need another remake of robocop no but who knows maybe maybe they got plans maybe stuff will be tv shows i don't know Mm. maybe they just want to extend stuff for for even longer who knows Mm. isn't doesn't silence of the lambs have like a clarice tv show going on right now i honestly don't know i thought i remember hearing that it's possible anyway uh no transition uh pokemon legends arceus has got its official release date of January 28th, 2022. And Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will launch on Nintendo Switch November 19th of this year. Interesting. That is a very quick turnaround. Yeah. Which makes me a I little... I was just about to say that. Didn't they just come out with one? Well, not even that, but like it was just announced like oh, a, a yeah, bit yeah, ago, yeah. I feel yeah. like. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just... I know a lot of people were um, not happy with sword and shield with mm-hmm. how bad like the uh, the draw distance was i mean you would be five feet away from a pokemon and it would just appear right and like all like all the landscape and shit like that mm-hmm. would just kind of pop up all the time yeah especially if you're riding the bike around like the oh. game is like literally loading in front of right. you as you're yeah you're going and it's yeah. like i'm playing on a system like yeah. like a, a a console that's hooked up to the mm-hmm. tv like why you know what i mean yeah so we'll see i didn't finish shield so i can't attest to it right um it was fine i guess i don't know it was fine i guess i, I liked pokemon as a kid but i kind of got bored with it so yeah. i feel like a lot of people actually got bored with sword and shields rather yeah. quickly at least based on what i was hearing a lot of grinding yeah uh this was just cool news that i wanted to throw out there so howard university has announced they are reestablishing. oh sorry has announced they are re-established college of fine arts will be named the Chadwick A. Bozeman College of Fine Arts oh. to honor him. Nice. He graduated from there. So that's oh, why okay. this school specifically... That's really nice, then. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was something neat that just people had to know about. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of things that are also neat, the new Evil Dead movie that was announced last year, titled Evil Dead Rise. You going to the bathroom? Yes. Okay, see ya. <laughs> So the new Evil Dead movie that was announced last year, it was titled Evil Dead Rise. It will be coming straight to HBO Max. Uh, it's going to be produced, though, by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. And Evil Dead Rise is set up at New Line Cinema, and in the director's chair this time is going to be Lee Cronin, who recently did a movie called The Hole in the Ground. I didn't watch it. Uh, if you guys watch Found Flicks, he typically does like breakdowns of horror movies or, or just thrillers. But he did do that one, and I watched that video. It seemed kind of cool. I liked the idea of it. It was, um, just trying to think off the top of my head. I think it was, like, a a kid who found, like, a hole in the ground, and he kind of disappeared for a day, and then his mom found him, and, like, he wasn't actually the kid anymore. It was, like, he was swapped with, like, sort of, like, a a demon-type thing, so could be kind of cool. At least they're grabbing somebody who has, like, kind of a footprint in horror. But, um, so to continue on with the story... Uh, Variety detailed that the, sorry, Variety has the details and what they said specifically was the next chapter in the saga builds off the original trilogy rather than the 2013 reboot. So I think that was just called Evil Dead. I know a lot of people like that movie. I think it was 
fairly violent from what I've heard, which I've always been curious about watching it, but uh, I don't get, like, scared anymore thinking about watching horror movies, but, like, something about that, I always heard how, like, horrific it was, and, I, like, I kind of stayed away from it unintentionally. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so it's going to build on the original trilogy. And uh, Evil Dead Rise moves the action out of the woods and into the city. So the twisted tale centers on two estranged sisters, portrayed by Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan. It's funny, their names are kind of similar. Uh, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. And um, filming is expected to begin in New Zealand next month, and Campbell is not expected to appear as Ash, which is kind of unfortunate, but as long as um, him getting the title of producing, and same with Sam Raimi, like, as long as that actually means something, then I'll be happy with that. I mean, we watched the, the original Evil Dead, I think about a year or so ago, and I did really like it. It was funny, like, how... Because Evil Dead 1 is kind of, like, considered the more campy... Or no. Fuck. I don't know. Because we never saw Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness yet. I know Evil Dead 2 is literally 1, but 2 is supposed to be, like, the, the goofier one, I think, so... I don't know. Evil Dead 1 was good. Just kind of my point. But uh, we have a nice story coming up next, and I don't want to talk about it without Becca being here, but thankfully, she has just walked back into the studio. Hi. Hi. I'm back, bitches. Speaking of being back in superhero movies, this actually, I got it. Wow, okay. I got the transition. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast as Craven the Hunter in Sony's Craven movie. Okay. Do you know who Aaron Taylor Johnson is, just no. offhand? Uh, he was Quicksilver in the, the MCU in uh, Age of Ultron. He's also Kick-Ass. He was also in the Godzilla 2014 movie. Oh, all right, we have to look up pictures now because this is important. I have no idea who he's talking about. I'm really glad I waited to talk about this with somebody who has no idea what a movie is. Hey. You did it to yourself. Um, I did it to myself. <laughs> he just looks like a white guy. But that's Aaron oh, Taylor Johnson. Well, that's why I don't can't pull his face out of a out of nothing. Yeah, okay. Sure. Okay, continue on with the story. It's important because of what he looks like and okay. stuff that he's done before. Um so yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson is cast as Craven. The studio also locked in the actor for multiple pictures as Craven, which implies maybe he could show up in other movies people mm. were theorizing he might show up in no way home for some reason if we're going to start tying okay sony and marvel together yeah. or even the venom movie who, who who knows um so jc chandor is directing who's actually known for movies like triple frontier which we did watch it was the ben affleck oscar isaac yes. okay. kind of like yep. yeah yep. yeah i'm surprised you got that right away because <laughs> for me sometimes i had to think about that i really like that movie though that was just so movie. that's out there uh, he also directed A Most Violent Year, which I haven't seen, but I know Oscar Isaac's in that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just wanted to throw this in. Uh, he's also directed Despacito. Uh, it was just a short film he made in 2004, and Will Arnett was in it. I couldn't find any details about this. What? But I just love that it was called Despacito. Mm -hmm. Will Arnett was in it, and there's no footage, there's oh no God. anything about it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and then what I actually did was I grabbed the people who are writing the screenplay, just mm. so we kind of have a baseline for what to expect from this movie. So, um, Art Markham, 
sorry, that's a weird name, Art Markham and Matt Holloway and Richard Wenk are writing the screenplay. So we have three screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Avi Arad and Matt Tolmach who are producing. Uh, if you guys know anything about Avi Arad, uh, he's ruined every Spider-Man thing that he's ever <laughs> been associated with. He loves Spider-Man. He works for Sony. He literally ruins everything with his ideas. But they have to implement them because he's such a high up. So was he's... this the guy that did the the thing that was... Um... <laughs> Shit. Oh. <sighs> I love how we have to, like, uh, totally derail for nothing. No, like, he's the one that wasn't there an email or something that was like, oh, what if we had, like, Spider-Man, like, text or oh. do something like that? Like, I don't, I don't th- remember the specific details. I know what you're talking about. Stupid they like wanted that. him to appeal more to millennials. Yeah. I, I think that was just an internal Sony email. Oh. He wasn't tied to it specifically. Okay. But he's the one who kind of, for example... um, he wanted Venom in Spider-Man 3. You mm-hmm. know how crowded Spider-Man yeah. 3 is? He wanted Venom in that. Yeah. He he was also the one who had a lot of input with the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and that's why they plummeted. Yeah. He's just a pile of shit who like feels like he needs his opinion and input in everything. <laughs> so I'm just saying this this doesn't mm-hmm. bode well. Um, so it's set to release January 13th of 2023. Okay. Um, so going back to the screen uh, screenwriters. Uh, Markham and Holloway are known for the first Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. Punisher Warzone, which it was like kind of a reboot of Punisher with a different actor. Mm-hmm. It was just super violent. Um, Transformers The Last Night. And uh, just so I put this in here because I wanted this to be clear. So Punisher Warzone came out in 08, mm-hmm. 2008. And the next movie they wrote was Transformers The Last Night in 2017. Oh. They didn't do anything for 10 years. Okay. So just so I just wanted that to. Nice be out there they also wrote men in black international which i heard multiple people say was horrible mm-hmm. and didn't need to exist cool. and they are also currently or they sorry they also wrote the uncharted movie which a lot of people are already right not into because mark Wahlberg does not look like sully <laughs> and tom holland does not look like nathan drake mm-hmm. so um really third, hyping me up for this movie the third screenwriter well i want all this in that's I know. I want all this information because I like Craven as a character and this shit I hate. So yeah. I'm not excited about this at all. I think this is stupid. Um also we'll get to it. Aaron Taylor Johnson was their fifth choice, by the way. Um <laughs> so Wank was one of the screenwriters. He's known for Equalizer one and two, which we saw the first or I saw the first one years ago. It was fine, just the John Wick, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Expendables two and Magnificent Seven. So basically just incredibly average action movies right he's known for um so sony actually approached brad pitt keanu reeves john david washington who's the main character from tenet mm-hmm. the protagonist he's also in ballers fantastic actor um and adam driver for the role of craven the hunter and they all said no for some reason or another but they got to save face so after seeing footage of johnson in his new movie coming out bullet train they instantly offered him the part I'm I feel glad like there's a reason all of those other actors didn't want to be in this movie. I'm glad John David Washington is not being Craven. He would make a great Reed Richards. If you guys have seen Tenet, mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic yeah. is Reed Richards. If you guys have seen Tenet, he pulls off like the suave. He pulls off the intellect. True. Like it's, it's great. Very I think true. he'd be a really good Reed Richards, but no, this shit I hate. I'm not, I don't think Aaron Taylor Johnson gives me any sort of Craven vibes. No, not really. I know a lot of people would say, oh, Jason Momoa, just because he looks like him. I 
I fucking hate how fan casting for people is. Hey, look at that actor. He kind of looks like him, right? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you're right. He does. Mm -hmm. Huh. I guess that's who I want too. Yeah, no. But this is just stupid, and I'm not excited for it. I feel like, how about Mimosa Man? Mimosa Man. (laughs) Um. But I mean, like, we got Morbius coming out, which I think yeah. Morbius is going to be like a goof. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it because I think it'll be goofy as yeah. shit. We, I mean, Venom looks goofy as shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not. No. I hate that we're wasting such a good character on a stupid Sony movie. Yeah. And I, I want it to be out there. I'm not excited for MCU Spider-Man and all no. of his shit. I'm not. No. I'm still holding out my opinion that No Way Home will be a dumpster fire. Yeah. But, or at least just a mess. Yeah. So. I agree. I it's really disappointing too because Spider-Man and Spider-Man villains are so fucking metal. Like like and just like the the entire Spider-Verse, like I didn't know anything about Spider-Man until like we met and obviously like you're really into Spider-Man, so like as I was learning I mean, about this, like I have all these fucking mm-hmm. Marvel Legends over here of all the heroes and villains. Like yeah. look at all this cool they're fucking shit. They're so fucking shit. cool. Like and they're so random and like I mean for God's sakes, there's a Spider-Man that's a punk. He's my favorite. Spider-Punk. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, his story's even cooler because well, exactly. he's in the 80s. Yeah. He's also black, yeah. which Spider-Man... I don't know if he's Peter Parker or mm-hmm. just Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he leads like a metal band a in metal the 80s. Band, yeah. And they're all about rebellion and exactly. shit like that. Like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, give me something. Just this... Ah, this boring ass, just plain... Little, little bit of salt and pepper seasoning in the Spider-Man movies is just—it's so boring. Well, for me though too, like you have to think about how uh, Far From Home ended with Spider-Man's identity coming out. Yeah, and like I, I remember—I don't know if I was the only one who said it or if I saw it kind of. Uh, sorry, if uh, I saw other people talking about it and I kind of mm-hmm. latched onto it, but that was the perfect setup for Spider-Man's identity to come out, mm-hmm. and they try to erase it, but like Craven's hunting him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, right. like, Craven's all about hunting Spider-Man. Yep. He's, like, the, the top prey in the right. comics and, and all that shit. But, like, that would have been perfect for a lead-up for Craven. But, like, what what are we what are we going to do? We just get Craven origin story for yeah, no reason? Like, apparently. He's just by himself? Yep. Like, it's like these characters are good, but, like, I, why do you think there's... I mean, there's been, like, Venom comic books. Because right. Venom has created his own, his own... lineage off right. of the symbiotes and all this other shit. But, like... I don't think Craven's ever had his own solo no. comic book. I don't think, like, Morbius... Right. Maybe Morbius has. It, the 90s were a fucking right. crazy time, yeah, so I true. think probably back then, but, like... Yeah, but, like, that's the thing. Like, why do we need origin stories for everybody? We oh, don't. yeah, it's gonna be an origin story. Right, but that that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I feel like when origin stories, like, first started coming out, they were really cool. Like, wow, look at this backstory and everything. But, and obviously, we're gonna be talking about Cruella later on in the podcast today but like i feel like it's been overdone at this point craven hates spider-man because spiders killed his parents yeah exactly that's why i i just i feel like origin stories at this point i we don't need them for some characters at least for some characters you're just talking comics though right yeah like it's cool to see origin stories but for some it's just not needed yeah some like people need like i don't know shit about the eternals right or Shang-Chi. Yeah. Or... Like, I need backstory on that, but, like, do I need backstory on weird vampire man that hates Spider-Man? He doesn't hate Spider-Man, though. He doesn't know he exists. Ah. So. Like, like, do I need backstory on that? Or can I just 
go with it. I feel like I can just go with it. Well, speaking of vampires, Resident Evil Village has now shipped over 4 million units worldwide, including digital sales. This is already more than what Resident Evil 3 Remake sold, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. The Resident Evil franchise is coming back strong, which I am happy to see. Village is a great game, and you should play it. Okay. I just thought that was cool news. <laughs> Don't give me that. I know. It was just funny the way you said it. It's a good game, and you should play it. And you should play it. <laughs> no transition for this. Uh, Wes Anderson's new movie, The French Dispatch, will release on October 22nd in theaters. So we just got the official release date. No trailer. That's why Ooh. we're not talking about okay. it. Uh, synopsis, though. Um it's a love letter to journalists set in an outpost of an American newspaper in a fictional 20th century French city that brings to life a collection of stories published in the French Dispatch magazine. Um, this also means that both Last Night in Soho and the French Dispatch will come out on the same day. Oh, That's going to be a crazy day. Yeah. I'll be honest, though. I've never seen a Wes Anderson movie. No. I've never seen Isle of Dogs. Mm-mm. I've never seen uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Um you know, I was actually thinking because next week, obviously, we're covering Conjuring 3. Mm-hmm. And then we have about two weeks before the next Fast and Furious movie comes out. Mm-hmm. Or the next movie that we're going to watch, which is the Fast and Furious. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we should do The Life Aquatic, which is a, a Wes Anderson movie. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it could be fun. Because, like I said, I've never seen mm-hmm. any of it. I've never seen uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. So, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'm not really into, like, stop motion type stuff though mm-hmm. i know fantastic mr fox oh and isle of dogs is that but okay but yeah i just think that's cool so i actually have a, a poster to pull up i just wanted to show rebecca over here real quick yeah who's that i think it looks cute oh that does look cute yeah i like that so just some of the cast members if you guys are not curious or if you guys aren't aware <laughs> uh, we got tilda swinton bill murray uh, jeffrey wright owen wilson Benicio wow. Del Toro, Adrian Brody, uh, Timothy Chalamet, of course, and uh, a bunch of other people. So, yeah. Good movie. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of movies, easy, but whatever. Uh, Old. The trailer for M. Night Shyamalan's oh, new yeah. movie, Old, Ooh. came out. The movie will officially come out July 23rd. Thoughts? Uh, this movie looks great. I agree. <laughs> such a weird concept uh yeah like i'm re- i'm really excited to see to see where it goes uh just because the the concept is is so out there should i say what the concept is or just talk about the trailer yeah we're talking about the trailer okay. so okay it's not a spoiler it's well, a trailer okay, shut up i didn't know um yeah, so if you guys haven't seen the trailer, the concept of this movie is that this family is on this vacation, and they go to this beach, and they're walking around and everything, and then all of a sudden, one of the kids finds, like, a dead body floating in the water. Sidebar, that would be absolutely terrifying. Oh, horrible. Oh, my God. Worst, worst fear. Uh, anyways. So, the kid finds a dead body, like, the body's, like skeletonized which takes years Mm -hmm. to do and then like after that in the trailer we just see like people like start aging and for whatever reason like on this beach 
the aging process just speeds up really, really fast. Uh, so it seems like such a weird concept. Like, what the fuck is going on? They're just on a beach. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it seems it seems really, really good. I'm really excited to see it. No, I am too. And um, I was just going to say, we actually start seeing the old or like the aging stuff mm-hmm. with uh, they go to the beach with two young kids. Yeah. And then they just kind of come back and it's uh, Nat Wolf. Mm-hmm. I think it's Nat Wolf. Yeah. Nat Wolf and um, Thomas and Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. They come out instead of being like the, yeah, and they're like the seven and eight year olds. And yeah. they're like teenagers now. And uh, yeah, it looks fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's cool because like, I don't know if you mentioned it. I wasn't really listening. Wow. They're like, they're, you, sorry, listeners. <laughs> you spiked that audio. Um, you can't even get out of the beach. Mm. So we don't initially see how they get in. They just kind of walk mm. into the beach. But, like, when they try to come back, it looks like there's no exit. And yeah. they have to, like, like in the trailer, they show somebody, like, climbing up the side of the mm. cliff trying to get out. Like, there's some crazy shit. And yeah. for me, like, what gets it is, like, Shyamalan's a big name. This is obviously, it has a high budget mm. and everything. And to primarily stay in one location. Yeah. Like, it's pretty bold yeah. for a movie, regardless. You right. know what I mean? But, like, mm. for a, a larger scale movie, mm-hmm. like... I just, I feel like he's really comfortable with the concept and he yeah. thinks it's going to be enjoyable enough right. for like the whole runtime. If it's 90 minutes, maybe longer. Right. I'm not sure, but uh, I haven't watched too much recent Shyamalan, but I've heard a lot of people are saying it's a bit of a comeback for him. Mm-hmm. I think well, people... Well, yeah, because didn't he do Avatar? Yeah, that was <laughs> like 14 years ago, something like that. But, uh... 14 years ago? I think it was like, was it 2008? I don't know. It was, was it a, that long ago? Maybe not. Maybe it was like 2012, 2013. It was, it's still a long time though. But recently he's done Glass, which we didn't see. Right. And uh, he did The Visit, which uh, I think people enjoyed. It was about the, the old people who were like oh. trying to kill the grandkids yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah so. Didn't he do Split too? He did do Split. But like the, those are the most two recent oh, movies. Recent. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that okay. I think Split was like 2015. Yeah. Could be wrong, but looks good. Uh, speaking of stuff that could be good, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Trevante Rhodes has been cast as Mike Tyson in Hulu's biopic series Iron Mike. Um, you guys would probably know Trevante Rhodes if you have seen Moonlight. He is oh. the main character at the end of the movie. Oh. The character's name is uh, Chiron or Chiron. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Moonlight mm-hmm. when we watched it years ago. I, I'm pretty sure you liked yeah. it as well. Uh, but yeah, he's Trevante Rhodes is the the grown-up version at the end. Uh, okay, okay. So if you guys have seen that, it's the same actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great. I haven't seen him in anything else aside from that, though, right. but it's cool. Um, so it's actually from the team behind I, Tanya, the mm-hmm. um, Margot Robbie movie, yep. which I've always wanted to watch just because I've always seen that picture floating around of uh, she's talking to the judges and like they tell her to do something different and she just says, suck my dick. <laughs> Love that energy. Um, so yeah, it's an eight episode drama and it will explore the wild, tragic and controversial life and career behind what Hulu calls one of the most polarizing figures in sports culture. Uh, Tyson is not involved with the series in any capacity, although, uh, sources say that Hulu executives briefed him and his team on the series a couple of months ago. So allegedly aware of it, that it's existing. So Mm -hmm. I, I don't think this will get canceled or anything. No. Um, 
don't have a cool transition, but this is what I was referencing with the Marvel stuff that I was excited for. Mm. We finally got unofficial official confirmation that I oh, I fucked it up. That Oscar Isaac will be playing Mark Spector, aka Moon Knight. Oh right. There were multiple behind-the-scenes videos of him doing fight choreography for, like, months. Nothing was confirmed by Marvel uh, until, I believe it was Thursday. Yeah, they tweeted a picture off of Oscar Isaac's Instagram post where he was in front of a collage of, like, Moon Knight artwork. Mm-hmm. And the caption was, we are Moon Knight, which I love that mm-hmm. energy because that's, yeah. that's obvious multiple personality right. shit going on. But, yeah, they didn't officially say, like... This is your new mm-hmm. Moon Knight. They yeah. just like reposted it with the caption, essentially. But that confirms it. Come yeah, on now. Like, for sure. I think that'll be really good. Yeah. Did you know uh, Ethan Hawke is also in the the show? I'm talking to you. Hello? I don't know who Ethan Hawke is. Fucking hell, <laughs> man. All right. No, I'm, I'm mad. We're moving on. Um, I'm sure I know who it is, but I can't picture the face in my head right now. Do you remember... Um, uh, is it Insidious? Remember the movie about the films with like mm-hmm. Bagul? Mm-hmm. He was that guy. He was the ghoul. No, the main character, the author who was trying to make the. All right, you're you're actually all right. Next bit of news: <laughs> uh, Anna Kendrick is set to star in Rodney and Cheryl. I put this I know in who here. She be- is. I put this in here because of you. Listen, <laughs> is set to star in Rodney and Cheryl for Netflix with Chloe uh, Okuno set to direct the film follows the time that a serial killer competed on and won a date on the popular oh, yeah. game show the dating game mm-hmm. his full name was rodney alcala mm-hmm. so yeah what do you what do you think on this are you positive negative you don't want to see more serial killer shit or uh hmm. i honestly uh from the top of my head i know that that happened but i don't know anything else about the serial killer really um so, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I feel like, as of late, serial killer movies have not been very good, but... People are tired of them. Yeah. Typically. I mean, I I can't even think I mean, of one that came out kind of recently. I could go off on a whole thing about this. Sure. Um, just... I, I won't. Uh, <laughs> if you guys are curious, hit us up on... Uh, Facebook or, or Facebook. Facebook, yeah. No. Fuck it. Hit us up on Twitter or, or Gmail. We can have a, a serial killer conversation. For sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'll probably watch it just out of curiosity, but I'm not really like stoked for it. Sure. Uh, speaking of things that are the opposite of stoked, mm. uh, Paddington 2 is uh, no longer the top rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh no! <laughs> with the movie now at 99% after one negative review from 2017 was added. Oh no. This was by Eddie Harrison of <gasps> film-authority.com. Oh no, Eddie Harrison. You are no longer allowed to watch movies. <laughs> Your eyeballs. Hand them to me. <laughs> Give them to me! Uh, we have one last bit. It's fucking cool. It's wild. I want to see this so bad. Um, bit of a smaller news site reported this initially. It was their mm. exclusive. And then it got picked up by some of like, the bigger names mm. that I follow. Mm. So, uh, The Illuminerdy, whatever, reported, <laughs> reported on an exclusive that they had. Saying that Chris Pine and Danny DeVito will star in an upcoming mystery film titled Pool Man. Pine is, hold on, 
Pine is set to write, direct, and star. Pine's character, who is Darren Barronman, okay, <laughs> is described as an eccentric and peculiar pool cleaner who wishes to stand up for the authentic city of Los Angeles for from the clutches of developers and real estate types. He is a committed public activist and finds himself sucked into an investigation. <laughs> he finds himself sucked. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> he finds Yourself. That's the title. Write it down. He finds himself sucked. He finds himself sucked. Write it down. I'm going to forget it. Go get your phone. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Let me finish this. Uh, (laughs) Fuck, I can't believe it. (sighs) He is a committed public activist. (laughs) Just skip it. He's he's investigating. He finds himself sucked (laughs) into an investigation by a dirty city council member. Uh, DeVito's character, who is Jack Denisoff, is a big-time TV producer slash director who... <laughs> I looked at suck again. <laughs> <laughs> who who has had a career slump in a run of bad investments and now lives in a modest one-bedroom apartment. He's talkative, friendly, and desperate to get back into the entertainment business. Jack is working on a documentary about Darren and... In- <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and... And encourages him to pursue his investigation. Production is set to begin in early 2022. <laughs> Fuck. Honestly, this movie doesn't sound very interesting. I'm on board for it. <laughs> but I'd watch anything with Danny DeVito in it, so. I think it sounds cool. I don't yeah. know. I, we'll see. Oh my god. He found himself sucked. <laughs> I was drinking. That's fucked up. He finds himself sucked. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we wish? Oh my god. Oh fuck. You, you promise you'll remember that in case I forget, Yes. Right? Okay. Alright, so that's it for news this week, guys. Uh, we're going to transition over to our movie review. We're already at an hour 20. Oh my god. And we still have to talk about the movies. Two movies. Two movies. Um... But before we do that, we're just going to do a little quick break. If you guys want to follow us on uh, Twitter, hit us up at HS... I looked at you and I thought it sucked. (laughs) I didn't do anything! Hit us up at HST1Pod. Say hi to us. We'll say hi back with whatever you're... We'll suck you. We will make sure you find yourself sucked. (laughs) Fuck! Dude, I'm losing it over here. You Um, really are. Hit us up at HST1Pod, say hi, we'll make sure to say hi back. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you have any questions for the show, please DM us there, Mm -hmm. or you can actually email us at HST1Pod at gmail.com. Send in any questions, whatever, for the show, maybe stuff you want us to cover with, like, movies, or just questions that we'll talk about at the end of the show, whatever. Or how you'd like to find yourself Stop, stop, we need to move on. (laughs) We're already at, we're almost at an hour 30 without a single movie. Oh, fuck. Um... So please, please come follow us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So we're going to be transitioning over to reviewing A Quiet Place 2. Transition.org. Stop. stop. <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> it's time to stop. It's time to stop. We're going to be transitioning over to Quiet Place 2, and then we'll talk about Corella. That's the order of how we saw the movie, so that's what we'll be doing. Uh, we will do non-spoilers, and then spoilers, 
and then same for the next movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll make sure to let you guys know when we're hitting spoiler territory, though. Don't yes. want to ruin anything for people. So you ready to talk about Quiet Place? Sure. Cool. So I'll, I'll start with this one. Okay. So Quiet Place Part 2, mm-hmm. uh, the first one came out 2016, I believe. And this was supposed to come out... Last year. Uh, was it last year or 2019? I don't know. I feel like it got pushed back and then like with COVID it like stopped. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't but, remember. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2. We are following <clears throat> our same group of people. We got Emily Blunt and the kids. If you've seen the first one, you know that uh, John Krasinski dies in the film. Yes. And uh, sort of replacing him as like the father type fi- figure is actually Cillian Murphy, mm-hmm. who you guys might know from um, Peaky Blinders. Uh, he was also Scarecrow in the Batman Begins movie. A uh, great actor. Mm-hmm. Not diving too much into it, but like he like he stole the movie for me. Yeah. I think he was fantastic at his role. Me too. Um, so it's actually really cool how we start off the movie. We start with sort of like a day one mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah, the outbreak. Yeah, the I yeah, I guess the initial outbreak. And even then, like we get we don't get like clear answers like mm-hmm. this is where the aliens came from, right. this is what they want type thing. It's just the pandemonium, which is really it's how it would actually happen. Yeah. Like you wouldn't know how right. to do any of this. Exactly. If, if um the family from the first movie didn't know about like the um, sound distortion yeah. type thing. Like, they wouldn't know anything about the creatures. Right. But we get, like, our initial outbreak, and then after we get that, we kind of set up... Uh, we literally pick up quite... Liter- oh, we literally pick up right from where the first movie mm-hmm. ends. Uh, I didn't remember why, because I haven't seen the first movie since yeah. theaters, but the one barn was on fire. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was during the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, John Krasinski was obviously dead. I thought he mm-hmm. just died in the field, though. I don't know if... I honestly don't remember. Because I, I noticed uh, Emily Blunt like went over to like his grave, but we didn't see that at all. Mm-hmm. So like her actually burying him or, right. or anything like that. So maybe it was just kind of like his body was gone, so they yeah. had a marker type thing. Mm-hmm. But from there, like our whole crux of the story is... We can't stay here anymore. It's not safe. Mm-hmm. We need to, to move somewhere else. And that's kind of where we kind of start the uh, the process of pushing the family into Cillian Murphy. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the start of the movie in yeah. a way. Yeah. It, it's a really weird movie to talk about because it feels so short. Like you sit mm-hmm. down and like the movie's over. Yeah. Like not in a bad way. No. Um, the movie's about, like, I think it was an hour 36 when yeah. I looked it up. Yeah. And it, it definitely feels short. Yeah, it is a little bit of a it shorter doesn't... movie. But honestly, it doesn't need to be longer, though. Just wanted to say it doesn't outstay its welcome. Yeah. I think it's um, perfect mm-hmm. for, like, what it, it sets out to yep. do for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about more of that with spoilers. Mm-hmm. But just to, to cover our bases, the acting was great. I yep. still think those kids are great. I really mm-hmm. remember liking them in the first movie. They're doing just as good in the second movie. Yeah. And you have to keep in mind, though, too, like, they they would be, like, three or four years older. Right. And they look the same, yeah. generally, from what I remember. Yeah. So that's kind of impressive. I wonder how quickly they started filming from the first mm-hmm. one. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Emily Blunt was fine. She didn't really do a whole lot in terms of the plot. She this movie. Yeah. She's just there. For the, for the most part, yeah. She does do, like, one thing that kind of ended up helping, but it was sort of a plot point that, like, gets brought up, and then it just... It's yeah. thrown out anyway. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, there's things in the movie that I notice, like, they just exist to continue the plot. Yeah. And, like, obviously that's how movies work. But, right. like, you can 
really see okay character does this because we need this to happen yeah. why he's why they are doing it doesn't really make sense exactly there there's a few of those yeah in, in this but it didn't detract from it overall um that much for me mm-hmm. uh cinematography was good i yeah. thought the movie it, it the it world felt really, really lived in yeah. like it it did remind me a lot of last of us mm-hmm. which um specifically this movie though compared to the the first movie um just because like we went to like a lot of different locations if you've mm-hmm. seen the trailers they're kind of in like a like a factory type area yeah. for like one part of the movie and like we get to like another part we're kind of by like uh, the water there's like mm-hmm. boats around we go through like uh like a little town mm-hmm. for a little bit like it's it's cool it feels like i said very yeah last of us in uh, in that regard and I don't know. Do you want to do you want to take the reins now? Give your thoughts. Yeah. I guess I didn't really give my thoughts. I just kind of summed up what the right movie was about. Um, I thought this was a a good movie. I guess. Um, I didn't especially love it. I guess. Uh, but it it wasn't bad. Um, it, it's. I feel like it's kind of hard just because I feel like it was a really in between movie for me. I felt like I I just didn't care that much about the characters uh like especially towards like the end of the movie when stuff is happening i just kind of just didn't care anymore but yeah the acting the cinematography like everything about the movie is good i just felt like i stopped caring maybe that's just a me thing though well for me though too um that's the thing it's like i was talking to my friend about it and like I totally acknowledge this is a well put together film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't really have many issues aside from like some minor plot holes. If you mm-hmm. really want to be nitpicky, um, it keeps tension going really well. Yes, which, it does. It does. Uh, I will say like some of those parts did definitely engage me and keep me interested. Uh, it does a good job with suspense overall as well. Yep. Um, I just yeah, probably the similar boat. I just didn't find myself caring all that much yeah it's kind of weird i'm not saying like movies need an emotional element for me to care but it's difficult when like you don't really care about anyone like the best character in the movie is cillian murphy and like he's just like joel like yeah i hate to be comparing this to last of us but he's just like you know a rough and tumble guy who's yeah survived all this shit he's like i'm not gonna help you yeah and he ends up helping them while. Oh my god, like, that's literally Joel. Yeah, no, that's that's even... what I mean. Like yeah. when you when you just said that, like that's what he does, like in The Last of Us as yeah. well. Like he's like, I'm not gonna help you. And then he ends up helping them. I don't want to yeah. say like the movie didn't have like soul because obviously there were there were elements. I mean, yeah. a lot of it like they're doing these things for their family. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember the first movie, yeah, uh, they had a baby, which having a baby during this time is stupid beyond ridiculous um so a lot of the things they they do are for the benefit of the baby Mm -hmm. obviously they want to make sure that it's i mean it's very vulnerable yeah obviously so they have to make sure that it would be in the safest spot possible or at least where they can kind of feel comfortable for a bit Mm -hmm. um and like you would almost assume that by the end of it like we would kind of get like you know okay, we're somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, um, when I was talking to Beck about it, when I initially saw it, it it didn't feel like from one to two it was, like, A to B. Like, we've moved from a location mm-hmm. and, like, we're set somewhere else. You know what I mean? It yeah. feels like A going to, like, A squared yeah. and then A cubed. And, like, yeah. like nothing feels like it's a full transition no. over to, like, this is what we're doing now. This right. is how we got there. 
And uh, this we'll, is how we resolve the issue that we've been working to solve. We'll talk about it more in spoilers, but it, it's almost like, just offhand, uh, if you've played, like, the Telltale games, like, you know, Borderlands, mm-hmm. Batman, whatever, you got, like, your big stuff in, like, the first, second episode, and, like, by episode four and five, you're kind of, like, wrapping up whatever mm-hmm. the story is. This felt like it was, like, the third episode of something like that, Yeah, where it's, like, that spacer between, like... Well, I mean, we're a little past the intro now, but we're not quite ready for the ending yeah. yet. That's kind of like what my mind went to in terms of a comparison for like mm. where this sits in. Like, it doesn't feel like it's it's a one to two. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're totally different. And not things that have to be. I'm not saying that things have to be changed. Right. In terms of like a sequel to uh, an original movie. I do want to say, though, like in terms of from an original to a sequel, this is probably one of the better examples of how to do it. Mm -hmm. They didn't go over the top with it. They kept the same world. They just kind of expanded their scope in a way. Yep. They didn't feel the need to be like, oh my God, look, it's the alien queen or the alien king. We have to kill it with with sound and shotguns. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't do anything ridiculous. Like, I feel like they did a really great job of, like, it's a good sequel. Yes. I just don't personally find it that engaging for me right yeah and like it's hard to talk about in that way because you would assume like oh well if you didn't find yourself being engaged you didn't like it right i I didn't not like it though yeah Yeah. exactly that's how i feel as well i just felt like i i like witnessed it and i'm like okay cool and then like after we talk about this it's going to be gone from my memory Uh, yeah honestly i feel the same way and and i can't say i can't say it's forgettable though right like i'm not saying that like i said like cillian murphy was great there's some really great moments in this uh specifically i guess we'll just talk about it now um we're from new york Mm -hmm. and there's a specific shot in the movie that um it's it's on a bridge and it's a bridge that we've been on yeah. and like driven on and yeah. it's really cool seeing something like that in like a huge yeah movie like that like that shit sticks with you yeah. you know what i mean like well, that's and um uh, i i know like a lot of our friends like back home and stuff like everybody was really excited because this movie was getting filmed like relatively close to where we we lived literally 15 20 minutes away yeah and so like it was a huge deal like for for where we're where we were originally from and so yeah like that was cool knowing that element of it and then seeing the bridge of course like that was like wow like i i've been there like i i used to drive on that and everything like it is it's really impactful for that part but yeah that was it okay i just didn't want to talk over (laughs) you or whatever um tldr i agree with you (laughs) shocker I mean, you did say you had some issues with the ending, so we'll make sure we, we talk about that. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have noticed a lot of the time, it seems like we have similar thoughts on stuff. I just, I want to make sure she's not parroting me. I always push her to make sure, like, hey, if you got thoughts that are different than mine, that's great. We yeah. can have a good dialogue back and forth and do whatever. So. Exactly. We're One not of trying... these days, I'll have a different opinion. Yeah. We're not trying to agree with each other. No. Uh, well, we might have a different opinion on Corella. I guess we'll see. Possibly. But I guess that's it for non-spoilers. Um, yeah. I'd say I, I'm looking respectfully. I I mean, you you have to watch the first movie first, oh, yeah. obviously. Um, but yeah, I would look respectfully. If, if you enjoyed the first movie, watch this movie. Yeah. If you didn't enjoy the first movie then don't watch it. It's not going to do anything for you. Yeah, it probably won't do. Yeah, like, it's not going to save... Like, if you didn't enjoy the first one, watching the second one isn't going to make you enjoy the first one more. Like, it's it's, it's not going to add anything to it. 
For sure. Is that, uh, is that about it? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I guess we'll transition over to spoilers. Spoilers. So we'll give you guys a few seconds if you want to dip out. It's probably good, right? Sure. That's good. Okay, hold on. Let me... It has to be <clears throat> now. Guys better be gone. It has to be now. Get out of here! Get out. So, spoilers. I, that's what I mean. I guess, um... I guess we'll talk about, like, sort of, like, some of the plot issues that we mm-hmm. had. And, like I said before, these are kind of nitpicks if you want to look at them that way. Yeah. Like, they don't do anything detrimental to the story, but... Uh, one thing that we didn't really mention in our non-spoilers that I didn't want to get too much into just because it's... It does verge, like, right on the spoiler territory mm-hmm. is how we almost split for, like, ten minutes into, yeah. like, three different stories. Mm-hmm. And they're all playing off of each other really well. Yeah. I... I can't think of the last time where, like, we're transitioning between three and they're all carrying the same amount of tension right. in them. Yeah. Like, from a from an editing standpoint and just putting, like, the movie together like that, it was fantastic mm-hmm. in that regard. Absolutely. I agree. So kind of what happens is, um, like we had said before, our group meets up with Cillian Murphy, uh, the daughter. She wants to be, like, John Krasinski, her dad. Mm-hmm. They want to kind of go out and see what else is around there. Um Emily Blunt just kind of wants to make sure the baby's okay. Yeah. Kind of set up somewhere. Cillian Murphy is like, I don't really want to help. Um, and something kind of nitpicky is girl, daughter, just leaves. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to shit on anyone with disabilities, but like if you're, cause she's deaf. Yeah. If you're deaf and you're just walking around this world that like you can't hear. Yeah. I just like, why would you do that? Right. You know what I mean? Like she, Based off memory, I don't think she did anything like that in the first movie. No. But that was another example of, well, we need something to happen. You know what I mean? Like, her whole premise is that, you know, oh, our dad is dead and, like, I have to take over what he wanted to do. Sure. Like, that's basically what she's doing in this movie. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, I would almost... See, when we were getting to Cillian Murphy, I thought we would all group up Mm -hmm. and, uh, like, travel together, essentially. Mm -hmm. But what happens is daughter, she goes, um, Emily Blunt's like, you got to go get her. Cillian Murphy goes. And then it, excuse me, instead of turning around and regrouping, Mm -hmm. they just keep pushing forward because she's like, Hey, I know where there's like a safe area we can go to. Mm -hmm. We just need a boat. They find a boat and then they, in their own journey, they end up going to the Island. Yeah. Um, and then with Emily Blunt's character, okay, I guess we'll have to backpedal a little. When we're going into the factory, a uh, brother mm-hmm. steps into a bear trap. It was, it didn't get too graphic. No. I think it should have. I don't know. Just to like show yeah. whatever. Um, but like his foot gets in a bear trap and then obviously that fucks you up bad. Mm-hmm. So they get him all patched up and Emily Blunt's like, well, he needs medicine or else he's going to die. Yeah. So she goes out to get her medicine. And then in that time, uh, brother is caring for the baby. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of when the creatures start appearing because. He went and wandered he, around. Yeah. I was just trying to think of a, a reason. Leg. He, he was caring for the baby. This is one of those things that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. He was taking care of the baby and then he's like, oh, just hold on. I'll be right back. And he just starts walking around the factory. Yeah. There's with, no. With his leg, you know, that got eaten by a bear trap. Just yeah. walking around the factory because that's what you want to do. And, like, he wasn't necessarily, like, 
I need a new rag for the baby no, or, or he what didn't, he just there was no there was no driving force behind why he was going to walk around other than the fact that he just wanted to. Well the the plot called for it. Yeah. Because what happens is <clears throat> excuse me. He ends up finding a body, mm. kinda like a mummified whatever. Mm. Cillian Murphy didn't do anything. It was no. just a dead body there. He reacts, um, there's loud noises, the creatures come, or one creature comes, mm. and then that kind of turns into uh, Emily Blunt coming back, and she having to help take care of the creature, mm-hmm. and that kind of just... That's that's about, like, the the crux of the Emily Blunt brother-baby story, Yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's what I mean with the three branching paths, because before that, uh, Emily Blunt was... She was coming back, and that's when, like, she saw the creature originally and had to deal with it. While at that same time, we go back to Cillian Murphy and the girl. They go down by the docks to get a boat. Mm-hmm. They get ambushed by redneck cannibals, I yeah. would assume. I don't know. They didn't talk, so it was hard no. to know what their motives were. But yeah. I would assume kill, eat, yeah. whatever. They looked a little whatever. And then we, we cut back down to the brother who's like trying to get away from the monster. Mm. So it was really cool seeing like these three arcs all kind of all playing off of once. each other really well. Yeah. Like I said, like the... um. God, the tension that kept getting Mm -hmm. carried over. It did a good job of it. It didn't like, okay, this scene's really tense. We're going to come down for a little bit. Yeah. And then this scene's really tense. They were all at the same level of tension, which was really well executed. Absolutely. But that when we, I guess to, to jump to the ending, when we end the story, um, daughter and Cillian Murphy go on the Island that they were looking for. It is Mm -hmm. a safe Haven. They Mm -hmm. were right. They, they go there. Because apparently the aliens can't swim. They cannot swim. We we do find this out. Which, I mean, thinking about it, it would make sense. I yeah. mean, we know that they're so heavily armored. Yeah. <clears throat> you wouldn't be able to... To swim. To even float. Right. Like, with that. Yeah. Like, with that much, like, bulk. Um, But we end the movie with them on the island, and Emily Blunt and brother and baby are still at the factory. Yeah. Just by themselves. So, that's kind of what I was referring to in our non-spoiler, where we don't really end like everyone's on the island and we're right. safe or it's you know it's not like resolved well at yeah. the end of the movie the end of the movie like the end end is um brother kills the the alien that was attacking mom and baby yeah and then daughter kills alien that was attacking Cillian murphy and her yeah and i they were supposed to be like mirroring each other mm-hmm. in a way they were both doing the same thing they were kind of taking charge whatever yeah um for me, I kind of saw it as like, oh, they're both like their dad. You know what I mean? Right, like they right, both right. took his personality traits and they want to try to help out as much as they can. So, but the movie just ends on that. Like, that's what I mean, where we get no resolution on like, I don't know if they're trying to hint at A Quiet Place 3. Right. I don't know if that's the story they wanted to tell. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Because the girl uh, at one point in the movie says too that, you know. She's like, I want to save the world. I can help people because I know, like, their weakness. So I, I want to go help people. But she doesn't end up helping anybody but herself and Cillian Murphy. And that's it. Like, she, she didn't even help, like, her the rest of her family because they're separated. So, like, that just didn't really make much sense to me because I was like, okay, you did the thing. But, like, uh, I mean... The, the thing is, is that they go to the safe haven because there's a radio tower. So, you know, her idea is, okay, she can take her implant and hook it up to the, the radio tower and, like, send out the signal 
that will hurt all of the aliens. Okay, that's a fine idea and all, but, like, it'll only work if the people are on the correct radio station. Uh, and, uh, and then in the process of that, they accidentally bring an alien to the safe haven and then it just, like, runs through this, this little community and kills everybody. And so then at the end, yeah, she kills the alien, but now, like, the safe haven community, everybody's dead. I gotta say, (laughs) I love the idea that, because what the implication is, uh, was that the, uh, the alien was sitting on the boat and eventually washed ashore. Yeah. But like the, the boat isn't actively like being turned on or anything like that. So I love the idea of just this alien floating in the middle of like a lake or an ocean and just, it happens to land on the island. Yeah. Like just because of current. the same island that they went to. Yeah. But like how, like comparing the time between how long would it take for you to like drive like yeah. on the boat or yeah. pilot whatever as opposed to just floating, floating. yeah wouldn't that take days yes because what happens is we get there we get there at night and then the the following morning yeah we're all getting comfy we're hanging out and then that's when the boat the alien shows up yeah, yeah cillian murphy finds the boat so like within the night yeah like within a few hours it ended up there and like yeah. we we kind of get the assumption that the the island is like relatively close to what state were they in i don't know it was like off the coast anyway um it was relatively close to like the original state yeah but like still far enough to where they had to pilot to it you know what i mean they couldn't swim to it or whatever so i don't know it's just yeah it seemed kind of dumb and then again like i i don't know I, i i just the ending of the movie like disappointed me a lot just because nothing got resolved the thing she set out to do, she did the exact opposite of it. <laughs> like, now all of these people are dead that were, like, living happily and fine because you came along. And then, the yeah, the only thing that happens is that she saves herself and Cillian Murphy, and then the brother saves himself and Emily Blunt and the baby. Which, also, hot take, I wish they would have just left the baby. That's fucked up. I know it is. I know it's fucked up. But I don't know. That's my opinion. (laughs) So we're never having a kid is what you're... (laughs) Just leave it. I just don't understand. It really bothers me that Emily Blunt did nothing in this movie. Now, I, I can't remember. Because, again, we saw the first one in theaters. Haven't watched it since. But I felt like she was a stronger character in the first movie. In this movie, she just sits there and cries, and that's it. And she's like, oh no, my baby. Like, I don't understand. I don't want to downplay it, but um, she does, just so we're clear, she does go to like a, a pharmacy to grab some medicine yeah. for the boy. And in the beginning of the movie, uh, if you've seen the trailer, you've probably seen her kind of like driving around the car trying to get everyone to safety or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she does do some stuff. But I guess in terms of, like, the current timeline for the movie, yeah. like, yeah, she didn't do a whole lot. No, and it just seems like she's really sad, which I understand that. Your husband just died. I, I get that. You don't know what to do. But she seems so helpless. It's obnoxious. Because this woman can clearly do things. She can clearly, like, shoot aliens with shotguns and everything. So she's not helpless. But she acts like 
And that just bothered me. I was like, why are you acting like you can't fucking do anything when you've proven to us before that you can? That just didn't really make a whole lot of sense for me. Like, I know you're sad, but like, I don't know. You're going to let your son pick up a gun and shoot the alien instead of you? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. That about it for Quiet yeah. Place 2? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, we, we were able to kind of vent about it a little bit more in spoilers, mm-hmm. but... We, we do want to be clear, we didn't dislike the movie. No. At least I haven't. I didn't. I No, I, I it was fine. But I just feel like it was fine. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say fine. I'd say it was it was still good. Like I said, like on a technical level, there was nothing wrong for it. I just, or nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt like, um, for me personally, it just wasn't a story that I found myself right. feeling too engaged about. Yeah. So... That happens, though. That it's does nothing, happen. It's nothing wrong with the movie. No. If you think it's the best movie ever, I mean, that's... I could definitely see that, you yeah. know? So, uh, we'll transition over to Cruella now. We're at an hour 47, so we'll try to get this close to two hours. Maybe a little bit under over. But, yeah, we'll uh, switch over to Cruella. Mm-hmm. We'll do non-spoilers and yeah. then spoilers. And then we will wrap up. Yeah. So, Cruella. We just watched this last night. If you know anything about Disney, you would know this is a Cruella DeVille origin story, mm-hmm. also known as Cruel Devil. Wow. Did I show you the picture? Yeah, with yes. the, the Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. mind palace. Mm-hmm. I need to go to my mind palace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, Cruella DeVille origin story. Uh, why does she hate Dalmatians? Why does she want to kill them? We find out in this movie, sort of. Do we? No. Um. Yeah, it's basically just telling what her, probably more like the early part of her life was like. Mm -hmm. We don't get like the full on uh, information into when she's like an older woman, which is, she's older in the animated stuff and the live action. Wasn't there a live action something? I think there might have been. I think so, yeah. But uh, she's kind of around maybe 30 at the latest, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so early on in her career, if you want to call it that. And we kind of find out how she gets her start into, uh, well, I mean, like, you might have to help me out a bit here, because like with 101 Dalmatians, I, I don't know the last time I saw that movie. I don't so. know the last time I saw that movie. Was she super into fashion? She wanted to make a coat out of Dalmatians, I guess. And that was it? That means she's into fashion. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that was clear before i was like yeah in 101 dalmatians you know she loves fashion no she wants to make a coat so i guess that means she's a huge fashion industry mogul well we do speaking of that that's kind of the whole baseline for the movie Mm -hmm. is that she's trying to get into the fashion industry which um that's probably the stuff that i liked the most Mm -hmm. about the movie is she's trying to get her foot in the door with a fashion industry yeah um from the animated movie she has her two lackeys you know mm-hmm. of uh, in this movie we actually find out like she grew up with them mm-hmm. and they're all kind of friends together or more of they're a family, a little family yeah. yeah more of a family because they're all orphans yeah so obviously with them being orphans we uh i totally lost my train of thought fuck mm-hmm. so with them being orphans they're kind of like living on the streets they're mm-hmm. poor so what one of them does to kind of get her in the door is like they put like her application or whatever into like an accepted pile mm-hmm. for the uh the place that she wants to work at yeah. and then kind of from there is where we get the 
the rising action into how she gets into the industry and yeah. what she ends up doing and finding out and everything like that. It's kind of hard to talk about without getting into spoilers mm-hmm. too much. So I guess we'll try to keep it surface level kind of. Yeah. Um, Emma Stone did great. Mm-hmm. I think Emma Stone was great at pulling off um, kind of dual personalities in a yeah. way. It wasn't like multiple personality disorder or anything no. like that. It's she had two characters that she was kind of putting on. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was able to transition really well, I felt like, mm-hmm. with them. Um, I thought a lot of the actors were great. Um, our two guys that we had, like her other family members, I don't remember names. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were good, too. Yeah. It was funny. I mean, like, this is a Disney movie, so, you know, it's pretty baseline with, like, the, the comedy and stuff yeah. like that. But there were, like, some, like, actually cute moments that, like, yeah. you know, got a smile. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it wasn't, like... There were. Th- it wasn't all eye-rolling and stuff no. like that. There were a few jokes that kept getting played out. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the angle? Oh, yeah. Kept getting fl- like, Ah, it, that's the angle. It wasn't even funny. And it's, I'm like, why do we keep okay. doing this? Also, it didn't help that we were in the theater with some obnoxious person that was just laughing hysterically at yeah. every little joke. So, like, that wasn't great. Even when something wasn't funny? Yeah. Like, a character said, like... Um, there's no crying in prison. There's no crying in prison. and She lost it. Yeah, this lady, that like, was it. She was off for like three minutes just laughing. They said it like that, too. He was like, uh, there's no crying in prison. Yeah. Like, like it, it wasn't, wasn't even... It wasn't a punchline. It was just supposed to be like some like little, you know, like snarky remark. And this lady went off. Like, yeah. she, I was like, okay, lady, live your life, but like quieter, please. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the acting was good. I mm-hmm. I didn't think anybody was being too ridiculous. Our no. main villain of the movie, she's the most like cartoony yeah. character. Like if I had to pick one, she's yeah, like cartoon villain. She's definitely like a a fairly one dimensional mm-hmm. caricature. And towards the end of the movie, they try to flesh her out a little bit yeah, with kind like of it. like motivation and what her process was yeah. or thought process was. But it doesn't really end up giving her a whole lot like no. more substance no she's one of those villains that she's just crazy yeah and that's it she's just a crazy person yeah. there's no meaning behind it there's no motivation she's just crazy well like i said there's um there's some stuff that we start well finding out towards yeah. the end but we'll save that for spoilers so it, i guess that's the the bulk of it i mean when yeah. we when we get into like kind of the fashion industry type stuff um because when Corella eventually kind of starts making her way up, she starts doing more and more important jobs. And uh, when we kind of start seeing like some of the uh, the outfits and the dresses and the just looks, mm-hmm. like there's some cool stuff in there. Yeah. Like uh, in terms of showing off like what the fashion industry does right. or can do. Yeah. Uh, I believe the movie was set in like the 60s. Well, that was when she was born. Was she was born in the 60s, so it was probably like the... Late 70s. Late 70s, maybe 80s. close to 80s. Yeah, yeah, when she was like actually designing. Okay, yeah. So, I don't know why that totally derailed me. <laughs> you giving back, or uh, you giving an explanation was ah, just... That was it. I, that was shut it. Down. I don't know, it's hard to talk about without spoilers. Yeah. I, I feel well, like some what are movies... your thoughts? Summarizing thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I I did like it. I did like the movie, but it gets bogged down with trying to connect to the animated movie yes. and with all the other properties with Corella yep. in them. Um, a lot of the reasoning they give is flimsy and mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. Nope. And especially um, 
we didn't stay for the after credits, but there's like a post credit scene that we find out about. Mm-hmm. And like that, it doesn't make any sense at all. No. Like when I found out about that and I'm like, how does that, no. that doesn't, what? No. So we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it, but it was, it was also feeling itself a little too much. It was mm-hmm. two hours and 15 minutes. This movie was way too Which long. like we, for me personally, um, I wasn't feeling super great yesterday when we watched it. So I was like kind of falling asleep, kind of had a headache going on mm-hmm. and don't know about you guys, but I find it hard to focus like when yeah. you're feeling that type of way. So I didn't want to blame the movie entirely for that. But thinking about it now, like, yeah, the movie was mm-hmm. too long. There was yeah. certainly some stuff that we could have cut out and we still would have gotten the general point across or at least taken a certain bit of the movie and kind of montaged it a little mm-hmm. bit instead of stretching everything out because two hours 15 minutes is too long Way for too long. something like this and some movies don't feel like that we talked about army of the dead that was like two hours 40 minutes mm-hmm. i'm like i don't remember feeling like it no. was that long but mm-hmm. like this was just um it starts kind of losing you to- sort of towards the middle uh we're taking too long to kind of expedite the story into mm-hmm. what we what they want to get into um yeah, I, I guess that's generally it. General thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to take over. Uh, yeah. I did not like this movie. Uh, Go off. I <laughs> I know you're looking at me. Um, I was really disappointed in this movie. Um, and I tried to, you know, give it some time. The, the reason why we weren't feeling good yesterday is because I wasn't feeling well either while we were watching the movies. Because we didn't eat anything. Um, that'll do it so we were just like starving um but you know um so i i took the night thought about it i don't like this movie i'm really disappointed in this movie i thought it was going to be really good i love i know how i talked about earlier how origin stories are overdone and everything but if you give me a good disney villain origin story I'm there for it. Maleficent, beautiful. I was just going to ask, did you see Maleficent? Because I, I did not. I did, and I loved it. Did you I see the sequel? It, I don't think I, I... I haven't seen the sequel. But I really, really enjoyed it. And so I was going into this like, wow, like this could be a really good movie. Like, what is Cruella's motivations for, you know, for why she's so evil uh, in 101 Dalmatians? We don't get any answers for that. We don't. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. There's no they try to connect the movie back to 101 Dalmatians, but they do a really shit job of it. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If this was a standalone movie, it would have been great. Would have enjoyed it. But just the fact that it's trying to connect itself back to 101 Dalmatians, it doesn't make any sense. Not one bit. And so it made me just not like the movie. And also, it was way too long. I was bored at the end of it. The reason we didn't stay for the after credit scene was because I wanted to leave. I was, I'm done. Like, let's get out of here. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was just... I I enjoyed the, the parts of the movie that weren't trying to connect it back. But overall, because this is uh, an origin story for Cruella, I'm going to have to say I didn't like it. 
I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, there's no excusing it. Be like, well, just don't think about the Disney well, tie-ins. Right, just yeah. think of it like a standalone, and, like, you can't do that, yeah. really. Yeah, if, if it was a standalone movie, I, I would it, enjoy it and say, like, yes, go watch it. But just the fact that it is a Disney movie that's supposed to be an origin story, I don't feel like it makes any sense, and I don't think it's worth watching it for that aspect. If you want to watch it and you know, think of it as, oh, well, it, it's not going to connect back. Let's just watch the movie for, for the hell of it. Then you're probably going to like it. Then it, it, it'll it be a fun movie and enjoyable. But if you go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be a Corella origin story, you're not going to like it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think for me, like, it, this does seem like something I would want to rewatch mm-hmm. eventually, but I'd probably fast forward through some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, really nothing from the beginning. No, the beginning of the movie is so intriguing. First half hour. Yeah. I would say first half hour is... Amazing. Yeah. Well done. It, that, that's the thing. That's And that's what gets me is, like, I did enjoy it. And there are some elements of this movie that are just absolutely amazing. And seeing all of the, the outfits that get put together, like, throughout this movie, absolutely, like, the creativity is amazing. Yeah, well, costume design yeah, for this was on point. It, if anything, it should be yeah, Oscar nominated for that. For for that alone, yeah. And so it's it's hard for me to say I didn't like the movie. But again, I, I mean, at this point, I'm just saying the same thing that I've said. But again, like as a Cruella origin story, I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, do you want to give your review and then we'll hop into spoilers? Yeah. Cool. Uh, I mean... I would say, uh, I pretend I do not see. Mm. If we're talking about looking at it from the aspect of Cruella's origin story. If we're looking at it from the aspect of, wow, this is a movie about a girl trying to get into the fashion industry. Well, then I'd probably give it, uh, I'm looking respectfully. Well, we have to look at it as a Corella origin story right, that's because what that's it is, what it's so, supposed to be. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm saying I don't like it. And I'd probably go with uh, I'm looking respectfully. I did enjoy this movie. Um, definitely some lulls in it, and it should have been trimmed down in, in some regard. I think mm-hmm. it would have been able to carry the plot along yeah. a little bit cleaner, mm-hmm. or at least it, it wouldn't have felt like you were dragging. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll hop into spoilers. Give you guys a few seconds if you want to dip out. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sure the bulk of you maybe have seen the memes of uh, memes. one of the things from the beginning of the movie. But that's it. Uh, spoilers. The meme I was referencing mm-hmm. is that w- with the announcement of like a Corella origin story movie, you'd think like, oh, what, did Dalmatians kill her parents? Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... Just to jump right to it. Yeah, Dalmatians dropkick her mom off of a cliff. And I wish I was joking, but, like, that's literally what happens. That's what happens. And, like, you would think, oh, well, maybe the dog died, like, with her. No. No. The dog, like, jumps up at her and, like, kicks off of her. Yeah. Like, it's doing, like, I don't know, like a Shang-Chi maneuver. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, mom goes tumbling off the... So that's, that's where she gets the I hate Dalmatians thing. Or at least you would think that's the case. However, <laughs> later in the movie, she she um, makes the Dalmatians subservient to her, mm-hmm. to where they'll listen to her. 
but she doesn't necessarily say she hates them. No. So kind of seems like she almost likes them. In she fact, she doesn't really give off any indication that she dislikes them. No. So because she takes the dogs at the end. Yeah, and that is the beginning of the movie. Uh, we kind of get like the beginning with her and her adopted mom. Spoilers, uh-huh. but adopted mom, and they go to the the Baroness. Is her, I was trying to remember the name. Yeah. Uh, her mom goes to the Baroness for money. Uh, Baroness kills her mom Ooh. via via dog foo and dog foo dog like, foo yeah like yeah. kung foo okay. but like sure. dog because the yeah yeah um, taekwon dog <laughs> that... Mm, that was better than dog foo yeah taekwon dog that's good it's not title good but that's good no <laughs> nothing fuck nothing will be to <laughs> find himself sucked <laughs> fuck uh... I want that on a t shirt. See, there's, like, shit I've thought about, like, it would make such great merch. Like, I want Talk Fast Mango Man. Talk a, Fast Mango Man. On a t-shirt so bad. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense, but, like, that's what's incredible incredible about it. Back to the movie, I guess. <laughs> so that's the beginning. Uh, Corella, you would assume, hates Dalmatians, whatever. And then that's kind of when she gets picked up by the, the two ragamuffins mm-hmm. who end up being her family. Uh, they steal shit throughout the years, whatever, whatever. And then, yeah, she eventually gets into the... Um, it's a department it, store. Is it called... Liberty. Is it called the Liberty? Yeah, yeah. She gets into there. She ends up being a cleaner. And then she, she literally gets drunk one night, which I didn't think they would promote alcohol yeah. in the Disney movie. But it was funny. I, I heard in the, the audience, like, <laughs> one of the young girls was like, what's she drinking? And her mom was like, that's alcohol. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It's taboo. Don't talk oh about my it. God. Um, so yeah, she ends up getting drunk. Uh, she makes like this giant window display, and the Baroness comes and she's like, "Whoa, that's super cool. You work for me now." And that's when we kind of start getting the transition of uh, moving into like the fashion type stuff mm-hmm. because Corella or Estella at this mm-hmm. time, Estella is like creating dresses and. It looks great. Like, I I know nothing about the fashion industry, mm-hmm. but, like, I gotta say, like, some of the shit looks great. And when yeah. we get to, like, some of Corella's outfits that she wears, yeah. like, some of the shit that they do is actually really, like, yeah. fun. Like, it is. I think one of my favorites was, um, see, whenever uh, the Baroness would have, like, these parties, like, just promoting how great she was mm-hmm. and, and whatever. Literally, like, cartoon villain shit. Yeah. Um... Corella would always pull up in like a unique way to kind of like upstage her. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my favorites is like when a, a garbage truck yeah. like reverses into the uh, the area that they all are and it gets like dumped and like all this like fabric comes out mm-hmm. and whatever. And then out of it, Corella comes. Yeah. And then she gets on the, the truck and they drive away. But like all the fabric that was dumped out was her dress. Yeah. It's just like this. It was like this huge train. Super long train of dresses. Yeah. yeah. Which that was super cool. Yeah. And like the um, initial reveal for Corella, you might have seen the trailers when she's wearing like the white cloak mm-hmm. and she like burns it and like it just like explodes yeah. into like the red dress. The red dress. Good looking shit. Oh, yeah. No. Like amazing. absolutely. Like I said, costume design, like. If fucking Suicide Squad can win for costume design, yeah, why can this not? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I the costume design in this was absolutely fantastic. Incredible. So yeah. creative. So amazing. But while we're talking about that one scene... Um, the garbage truck. No, no. I'm oh. sorry. I meant um, when she does the red dress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the issue that I have with it. And again, like this is going to be an issue of tying it back into actual like 
101 Dalmatians die. Um, Obviously, we know Cruella in 101 Dalmatians is, like, she smokes. And she has one of those, like, old fancy cigarette holders. That's, like, the really long one. Um, So you don't actually have to, like, touch the cigarette. And she's iconic for that. Like, she's known for that. And so in the movie, in this scene, she walks in and she asks one of the guys, hey, do you have a light? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is where we're going to get it. Like, we're going to get the cigarette holder right now. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. And it pissed me the fuck off. Like, she's known for that. It's one of, like, her signature things. And you had the perfect moment to do it. And you didn't fucking do it. And, like, to me, that just made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't smoke at all. But, I mean, that no. could also be, like, a modern Disney thing. They well, don't want yeah, their characters yeah. smoking. Right, exactly. Like, and, and I get that. But, like, that's like that's the one thing. She's known for that. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, yeah. If anything, you could uh, take it the route of, like, The Fault in Our Stars, where oh. Ansel Elgort will carry around cigarettes, but he never lights it because it's a it's metaphor. I, it's a metaphor. She carries around a lighter, but she never uses it because mm. it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. That could have been uh-huh. a thing. Okay. Or, like, something she plays with, you yeah. know, whatever. Like, it could have been... Uh, I don't know. That's whatever. just me fucking spitballing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, that's, that's what not I mean. Even... They had they had so many opportunities to do something with it, and this was the perfect one, and they didn't, didn't do anything with it. It's upsetting. Yeah. I forget what I was talking about, Sorry. so if you want to grab it. I, I was... Uh, where were we? I, uh, I was talking know. about the dumpster dress. The dumpster dress. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, from there, we we just see Cruella and the Baroness fighting, you know, having these, like, competitions of, you know, who's going to upstage who. And... Cruella's just basically trying to make a name for herself yeah. in the industry. And this is what I was referencing before, where Emma Stone does a good job at... Mm-hmm kind of keeping up the Estella mask mm-hmm. who she's supposed to be like the normal girl and then the Cruella where she's yeah like lavish and right. all this other stuff so Emma Stone did a great job in uh, that regard I, for sure for I think, sure absolutely she didn't do anything wrong she no. did exactly what she was given no and she did think... do some like really like impactful performances like when she um she goes to the, the water fountain that she would go to to talk with her mom mm-hmm. or the it's like a fountain. It's yeah. not a water fountain. Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> this like metallic fucking <laughs> shitty mm. water fountain. Hey, mom. Um, when she goes to her mom after she finds out the revelation that the Baroness is her mom. Whoa. Plot twist. Whoa. So her mom killed her adopted mom with Dalmatian dropkicks. That's a good fighting game move. Dalmatian dropkicks. Holy shit. That, that would be a good title for the, but no, that's too on the nose. Two on the snout, because mm. dogs have. So okay. when she's talking like to her mom, like she does give like a really emotional performance yeah. about like how she's moving on and like she's wants to do better for mm-hmm. her and everything. It was really cool. I couldn't help but notice, but like the way like the makeup was like smudged and everything, like she looked like a talking skull. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like her yeah. eyes look so sunken in because mm-hmm. of the the heavy black makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It mm-hmm. was definitely a, a good aesthetic. Um, but yeah, from there we. We get the competitions between Corella and Baroness. Uh, Baroness eventually tries to kill Corella. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we don't really know if Baroness knew that she was her daughter the whole time. I don't know. I don't, was that ever made clear? I think... I think so. 
maybe with like the hair. Cause if you guys um, don't know with her split black and white hair that she was born with that, yeah. it wasn't a wig or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, so I, I would assume. I feel you'd... like, I feel like the Baroness did know though, because at one point when she still thought that Cruella was dead, um, she said to her head security guy, I forget his name. Well, it's Mark Strong, though. Oh. He's a great actor. Um, But she said, what did you think I meant all those years ago when I said take care of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think... I think she did know. I guess we just her. didn't get, like, an aha moment or, or anything well, like that. Well, we, we didn't from the Baroness and until, would... like, uh, Estella, like, shows her, like, I have the key and I saw my birth certificate. Sure. I just mean, like... I don't remember the uh, the exact shot they had from the movie, but a baby doesn't come out with a full head of hair with the black and the white split. It would no. be bald, so yeah. like she wouldn't know what the hair looked like. But that's the, what I mean. Like the where she assumption wouldn't... from the beginning of the movie was that she came out like that, like different, oh, because okay. the doctor was like holding the baby and he was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like so, she came out with a whole head of hair. And... Uh, maybe not a whole head of hair, but like they could tell that it was like a split. I mean, babies do come out with like a little bit of hair. So if the one side was like really dark and the one side was like bleach blonde like yeah no, you'd I, be able to tell i'll give you that you are you're probably right in that regard um then yeah we get the find out that she's her mom mm-hmm. um we do the, the big party at yeah. the end like kind of like the the finale ramping up and mm-hmm. i don't know like i just there's so much that happens i feel like i'm like... kind of done talking about this <laughs> thing is though is that like there's these plot points sure but in those plot points so many things happen that just don't matter like what like we're at like the big party at the end sure but like so many little things happen like leading up to that like oh they had to send all of the guests like these wigs and these um these dresses and everything so that they could that they could wear it to the to the gala and you know, like, oh, let's show a sequence of that. And then, oh, let's show a sequence of the guys trapping all of the security guards in the in the library. And, oh, then let's show everybody telling everybody else to go outside because that's where the Baroness wants them to be. Like, it's not, uh, I don't know. Like, this movie took way too long to get to its points. <laughs> no, I'd agree it's with that. It's exhausting. You did remind me of uh, the finale where Estella gets pushed off of the cliff like her mom did yes however she had a parachute a parachute made out of a skirt and she was able to safely get in the water i yep. guess and then somebody picked her up from yep. there instead of her can you imagine though like it's a cliffside so like some rocks would be like yeah. sticking out more and the water looked absolutely horrific like it was like in the middle of us whatever it's not Doesn't just matter. like it's fine but it's not just like a 90 degree dip you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's uh, there's more to the the geography of the yes. rock but yes yes um yes. i guess i'm about to do you want me to hit the post credit scene and we'll do that uh, sure yeah. yeah so um i'm gonna forget one of the dog's names but the post credit scene or at least close to it uh, we had said that Cruella ends up taking the Dalmatians that we don't think they killed her parents, but we're not really told specifically or killed her mom. It's, we're it's not assumed told... that it's the same ones. Yeah. But if you really think about it, dogs don't live that long. So these would definitely be different dogs. Because yeah. when that happened when she was like eight years old and now she's like 28. Dogs don't live that long. 
so again like we're not explicitly told or it's not really implied if they're different dogs or if they're the same dogs whatever yeah they eventually become subservient to her uh they just i i think they had said early in the movie like they follow power or anything Mm -hmm. like that yeah um but she takes them they end up being her dogs instead of the baroness's dogs and the ending credits from what i was told uh we didn't actually see it but she sends pongo to one of her friends and the other dog to another one of her friends which i forget the the dog's name so if you know 101 dalmatians you would know Mm -hmm. and she just kind of sends notes like hey take care of them like whatever but i started thinking about i'm like well if the two of them got the dogs they would eventually have to get together and then make all the dalmatians Mm -hmm. but what they did right before the credits hit was one of the dogs the one of the lackeys hinted like, oh, that one looks like it has a bigger stomach. And the implication would be both of them came from the same dog. Mm-hmm. But if in the 101 Dalmatians timeline, they're they're not brother and sister. But in this timeline, it seems like they'd be brother and yeah, sister. So are they just like weird Dalmatian incest babies? Maybe that's why 101 of them came out because they were incest dogs. They just make more. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm sorry if this is, like, all muddled at this point. We're just kind of over it. Yeah, I don't know. and I, I, again, like, I didn't even like this movie overall, so, like, I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of it, like I said, I still personally think it was a, a pretty all right movie. Mm-hmm. Just going with certain expectations yeah. and anything that ties in with, like, the Corella that you're familiar with uh, doesn't really make sense or work. Yeah. And I would agree with that. If you go into it that way, you'll probably enjoy the movie more. Yep. Sorry, this podcast kind of got deconstructed at the end, but like, we're... uh, Hey, that's going to happen sometimes. We're falling asleep at the wheel. Yeah. But um, that's about it for our reviews for Quiet Place 2 and Cruella. Mm -hmm. Um, Next week, we're doing Conjuring 3. Yeah. Pretty excited for that. Me too. And then, just to jump ahead a little bit more, uh, we do have a few weeks of uh, of lulls Mm -hmm. before we get the Fast 9 movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably be covering some random stuff. So just yeah. be prepared for that. Yeah. No new releases that I'm aware of. Mm-mm. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, a bit of a longer one, clocking yeah. in at 2 hours, 17 minutes. So not too bad. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed our ramblings. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to reach out to us again on Twitter, that's at HST1Pod. Want to send us messages, follow, whatever. Get updates on the show. Mm-hmm. I do tweet, try to keep things a little lively it's not just a dumping ground for like yeah. hey the new episode's live right so i am pretty active over there or if you want to send an email at a hst1pod at gmail.com please feel free mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from you guys whether it's good bad stuff we got to fix questions for the show yeah let us know but uh, if we don't hear from you we will see you guys next week for more movie news and conjuring three yeah so hope you guys have a good week and we will talk to you soon bye bye